This podcast is sponsored in part by Benjamin Hart. That's me! And yours truly, Zach Arnold. And by participation from listeners like you. So let's tune in to another episode of IPC. 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 The Intergalactic Peace Coalition Podcast. All the galaxies. All for you. Why, hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Intergalactic Peace Coalition podcast, also known as the IPC. We are broadcasting live right here on channel 1138.com, but also coming to you through the power of iTunes and Google Play. And we have a very, very special episode for you guys tonight. We teased it last week. We discovered something very interesting on last week's show in regards to this whole social distancing thing. Obviously, with the whole virus thing going around, we we got to keep our distance. we got to stay in our houses and don't go anywhere. We can't interact. Of course, that's very easy when you're podcasting because we do that all the time. We're, we're introverts. We just don't. We, we can never see each other, but uh, we are constantly talking to each other. And uh, one of those ways we can do that is a little thing called a Netflix party. It's a new little feature where we're going to be able to talk to each other while we're watching something of uh, from Netflix. So uh, you guys voted. We put a little, a little polls on Facebook and Twitter, and uh, we put some options at you, and then you decided. And I got to say, I'm pretty excited about what you guys chose, and we're going to get into it in shortly. But before we can do that, of course, introductions are in order. If you are new to the program, my name is Zach. My name is Zach, people. It's late. Your name is Zach. My name is Ben, and that's uh, Dominic. I'm still Jake. Oh. No, that's that's Dominic over there. It's better than Jack. It's better than hey, Jack. Hey, hey, I'm from Canada. My name is, uh, my oh. name, what's his name, Colin? Don't do that. Please, for the love of God, don't do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh this is going to be fun, guys. This is going to be really fun. My name is Zach, and joining me, as it always does, it is my good friend and fellow co-host, Mr. Ben Hart. How's it going, man? <laughs> oh god. Oh, did I get that wrong? I'm sorry. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to queue up Crazy Train like five minutes into the episode. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm excited. I'm I'm really, really excited because uh discovering Netflix party is one thing, actually using it with your pals is another thing. <laughs> and it's it, it's it's shaping up to be a really fun evening and uh, I'm excited for that and uh, just for the fun that we're going to have. Yes, this is going to be a heck of a lot of fun. And I think the other voice you're hearing in the background, I think his name is Jake Damon. Not sure, not totally correct <laughs> on anything at this point. But uh, yeah, hello, other person. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. You did get my name right. And uh, yes. I, I'm really excited to be watching Netflix with you guys. This is the first time we've ever done this. It is. This is a, there's a first time for everything. And we're going to do this and... Uh, it's either gonna go really well or uh, take a nosedive very, very quickly. We'll, we'll just have to see. You, you guys are along for the ride with us to see how this goes, and uh, if this was a big mistake or uh, a big win. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a heck of a lot of fun. Before we get into it, 
should give you a little update on some news because, as I mentioned, we're in the middle of a it feels like the apocalypse to me, at least. Um, and it might well be, but social apocalypse for sure. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, or just Tuesday for us, for us normal introverts. But, for us introverts, uh, it's just <laughs> it is just a Tuesday. You're right. But uh, of course, we on the IPC podcast, we always look forward to talking about and watching new films that are coming out each and every year. We do, you know, we made a habit of doing our top five most anticipated films of the year. We did just a few weeks ago, and uh, now most of those movies have been either postponed or just pushed back in some form. Productions have been put on hold, and we don't know when the next time we're going to be, we're actually going to be able to go to the theater and watch a movie like a normal person. So uh, we thought, hey, why don't we give a little update, because we did talk about this a little bit a while back, about like how many films have been pushed back, and there's been a lot more since we last discussed this. And yeah. uh, we'll go ahead and go through the list really quick and tell you what exactly you should expect to wait a very long time to watch. Yeah, yeah. So, Jake, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through the ones that have been postponed, and then maybe you go through the ones that have delayed productions. Can we do that? Sure, yep. Mm-hmm. All right, so the ones that have been officially postponed due to the virus are as follows. Um, no Time to Die, A Quiet Place Part 2, Peter Rabbit 2, Fast and Furious 9, The Lovebirds, Mulan, New Mutants, which I'm really bummed about, mm-hmm. Black Widow's been postponed, Wonder Woman 1984 has been postponed, as have Scoob and In the Heights. Not as upset over Scoob, more so movies like Wonder Woman, Black Widow, Mulan, and New Mutants. Yeah, those are bummers. But I mean, at least they're not canceled. I mean, the jury's still out if New Mutants will ever be released. Ever. Yeah, that's been delayed over and over. It's got like a death wish attached to it, apparently. Yeah, I I would say the ones I'm least uh, happy about being... Uh, postponed or no time to die because that looks amazing um let's see black widow for sure i was looking forward to watching and honestly i'm a huge scooby-doo fan and scoob looked like a lot of fun so those are probably mine (laughs) Uh, uh, my my number one most anticipated from our top five anticipated is also on that list quiet place part two so i didn't even see the first one Oh, dude. I want to. Dude. Yeah, I wish we could do, like, Amazon Prime kind of sign Yeah. Because <laughs> I would watch that heck out of Quiet Place with you guys. Absolutely. Well, I know what I'm watching next on Amazon Prime. Um, these. It's been delayed, bud. Yeah, these are the films that have been delayed. Uh, the Little Mermaid. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Shrunk, which is a reboot apparently, uh, Home Alone reboot, Peter Pan and Wendy, Mission Impossible 7, Jurassic World Dominion, The Batman, Fantastic Beasts 3, The Matrix 4, Uncharted, and the Avatar sequels, which probably would have been delayed without the coronavirus again. Yeah, I mean, I mean, these are all movies that were like in production in various stages that were probably going to come out 2021, 2022, especially like you got the Batman, which I think was going to be coming out next year. Now, who mm-hmm. knows? Now, who knows? Because like there are people like on those. 
and there's people that have been on those productions that have the virus now. So like, you know, yeah. they're shut down. They can't, you know, you can't get together. You can't really do a whole lot of things. And that includes not making movies. So not only can they not release movies that are finished, they can't work on movies that are unfinished. So it's, it's kind of a backlog right now. We're kind of in limbo. Well, yeah. Here's the, here's the stupid thing. And this is the importance of social distancing. And I'm only going to say this, this one time, this one small tangent, but people need to realize that you can go for days without showing symptoms. Yeah. Seven can, to 14, I think you can go up to two weeks without showing symptoms. And if you go out and you go to parties and you hang out with other people, even if you're not showing symptoms, you infect them. Mm-hmm. So when you're working on a production of a TV series or a movie, you could be feeling fine for up to two weeks. You interact with dozens, if not hundreds of people, and you infect all of them. They go and interact with dozens more people at home, friends, the bar, the restaurant, whatever. Those people start getting infected. That is why we have to try and flatten the curve because it's only going to get worse if we go out there and be actually social. And, you know, that that's that's so tough for a lot of people to do. I get it. But it's also so much more safe that way. And that's what people are missing is when you go out and you're in crowds like that for work or for school or for whatever – then you are not only risking catching it, but you are risking catching it and giving it to somebody else. It shouldn't just be something that you're thinking of yourself. You need to be thinking of your older relatives. You need to think about your neighbors. You need to think about the people that you interact with at work or at school. It's it's a really, really great opportunity to realize just how much you care about the other person by not interacting with them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and people – and you can say, oh, you know, I don't really care if I get it or whatever. You know, I you know, I can, I can make it. It's not fine. Here's the thing. It's not about you. It's not nope. about your personal I can do this whatever. It's about who are you going to give it to. That's the big thing with it. That's what separates this thing. People are like, oh, what's the difference between the flu? The flu is like you can give it to a few people. This is like you could give it literally to thousands of people potentially – and help spread this thing. And the fact is, stay home, stay away from large groups. Don't go to movie theaters, which there isn't any open anyway. But like, yeah. you know, it's just it's about, you know, you can give it to your family members. You can give it, and there's people that that are in quarantine. I've heard that have no symptoms that have been told that they test positive for it, but they don't they don't feel bad at all. And so that's what you're dealing with is not just the people that have it that could potentially give it to and, and like feel bad or having no symptoms. The people that have no idea that they have it and they could give it to somebody else. Those are the most dangerous people because they're like, I'm, I'm invincible. I don't care. And here's the thing. People think it only affects people over a certain age. It can affect anyone. There have been young people and old people have died from this and middle-aged people. It can get you any time. You never know. Yep. So uh, that, I saw the first reported in, uh, instance of a infant dying from the disease. There like you go. there, mm. there is no protection, no immunity. There's no cure, and there's no reason why you shouldn't stay at home. 
I know you might be getting stir crazy, but hey, you've got a podcast that you can listen to in order to help you with that. So you're exactly. welcome. Exactly. You can get this watch party thing, which is even better. So, you know, don't get your welcome. friends. Invite them on a Netflix watch party and stay at home. You've always I, wanted to do that anyway. I see you guys online. Before this happened, you were all complaining about, I don't want to go out with friends. I just want to stay home. Now's your chance. Stay now. home. Do it. Prove your worth, people. Prove your mettle. And that is exactly what we're doing on the rest of this episode. Uh-huh. The remainder of this episode, uh, like a majority of it, the next 90% of this episode is going to be related to having our own Netflix party. And as you mentioned, Ben, we put it to a vote. Each of us selected something that we wanted to show the other two guys. And we all kind of had different ideas, and we put them all out there to a vote. You guys voted for it on Facebook and on Twitter, and uh, we had three options. Ben selected Star Trek The Next Generation, Jake selected Twin Peaks, Mm -hmm. and my submission was Parks and Recreation. And apparently there were a lot of people that hadn't even heard of Twin Peaks, Jake. Apparently, because I... I what what was the point of even putting my option in there cuz nobody voted for it like maybe one person there were there were Steven Schindler was in your corner he was cheerleading for you the entire Thank time you. he did not get it Thank you Schindler uh he says that uh Twin Peaks had a better first season than either Next Generation or Parks and Rec um, I would I would tend to agree to that because both of them have very choppy first seasons um but Thankfully, we don't have enough time to watch the entire series, so we're not starting at the very beginning. Um, we're actually getting to the some of the good, good episodes. And lo and behold, after putting it to a vote, the the winning one by maybe like two or three votes. It was very, very close. It got neck and neck, back and forth uh, for the whole time up until Friday when voting closed. But uh, just narrowly eking out the next generation is my selection, Parks and Rec. Nice. And I should mention, I haven't seen any of these series. Not Next Generation, Mm. not Twin Peaks, and certainly not Parks and Rec. So, and and Next Generation was my pick just because I'm on a Star Trek kick lately. I've been watching Discovery, so I'm like, hey, I'll just throw, you know, Next Generation into the mix because I want to get caught up on that to watch Picard. But uh, yes. I'll save that for another time, and maybe if this works, we'll do more series and more movies or whatever like that. But for now, I'm really looking forward to Parks and Rec because I've been hearing this guy talk about it forever. Talk about I've been, you know, shame I, me for not watching it. I've been trying to get you interested in it because you laugh at the memes on Facebook. You they're have hilarious. they're great. Seen you've seen a few episodes of The Office, I believe, and in my opinion, the show is better than The Office. I, I believe so, too. As far as, like, uh, ratio of of good episodes, I think that The Office, like, the last two seasons, not that great. But a pretty great show altogether besides that. This one's pretty great all the way through, in my opinion. I, I, I love the first season, to be honest. But I've actually never seen a full episode of Office. I've only seen scenes oh, and stuff. I know, I know. You're killing me. Well, look, this is me trying. All right. Tonight, you know, this is me making an effort. All right. Give me a break. We'll get you. We'll get you hooked on the show. I'm going to give you like a 60 second spiel to kind of help you ease into it. And then we're just going to hit play on this episode that I've selected as the first one of the night. Um, 
There is a Parks and Recreation Department in a small town in Midwest Indiana. It's called Pawnee. And the uh, deputy director, the assistant director of the department is named Leslie Nope. And her boss is Ron Swanson. We've seen all the memes about Ron. Um, but she is super energetic and super friendly and does everything she can to make her community great. She loves politics, but she loves getting other people interested in politics, too. One of her projects is a young lady named April. Her romantic interest is Chris, Chris Pratt's character named Andy. So um, you might see some stuff between the two of them. There is also the mysterious Miss Donna, played by Retta. And we've also got the bumbling Jerry. He's kind of the foil. Anytime something goes on and they need somebody to blame, they blame it on him, unfortunately. My name is Gary. His name is, yeah, he, he says his name's Gary. Everybody calls him Jerry. His name changes to Larry and Terry and Barry. Like, <laughs> they never get it right. The whole series, they're always calling him something different. They never call him by his actual name. But Jerry is kind of the default. And then there's also um, Tom, and he's kind of like the the planning and business liaison type of guy that connects the parks department to, like, festivals and stuff. Um, so he's always kind of got this entrepreneurial spirit trying to do startup businesses, and he does it a couple of different times. One of them doesn't work out. One of them does. But he's always looking for business ventures. So that's kind of like his thing that he does on the side. Um the, the thing about this show is the first season and a half, the first almost two seasons, there's this other dude in here who's kind of supposed to be like a womanizer slash mystery intrigue type character that mm. apparently Leslie slept with him one time several years ago and she's worried about like re-catching feelings for him. Mark but Brandanowitz. Mark Brandanowitz. And his character just never pans out. And so by the end of the second season, they kind of write out his character and bring in a couple of new guys. You can tell they kind of wanted him to be the Jim from the office of this show, but that did not work out. They, they tried and it just didn't work. So mm. you might see Mark in this first episode, but as he's phasing out, they're going to be phasing in a couple of new guys that really revitalize the show and make it so, so much better. Yes. Also. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, I almost forgot. Uh, Leslie has a best friend named Anne, who is a nurse. And uh, she has a really great character arc as the series goes on. And you'll see her trying to be like Leslie's emotional support in times of crisis several times throughout the series. You know who else you forgot? Who else? I think you forgot Ron. I, I briefly touched on Ron. Oh, maybe like, you did. Like we've seen we've seen the memes of Ron Swanson. We know what he's about. You know, he, he's very anti-government, calls himself a libertarian, he's a man's man, uh, does everything with his own two hands, doesn't like doctors, doesn't like government, it really doesn't like much of anything, honestly. I feel uh, like I already knew these characters just from the from the memes and the clips I've seen uh, over the years, so I likely. think I'm going to get into it pretty easily. I feel um, like you will. We'll yeah. hit the ground running, and uh, the first episode I'm going to be introducing you to is pretty near the end of season two. Uh, it's like the second to last episode of season two. I think it's episode 23 titled The Master Plan. So we've got the Netflix party already set can up we, here. Can we put the link to the Netflix party in the Mixler chat possibly? Um, See if, like uh, anybody else wants to join? 
can give it a shot and see what happens. I've got this session. The problem is every time we switch episodes, I'm going to have to get a new link. So That's fine. Uh, if you guys want to be able to follow along, you can definitely try. I'll go ahead and uh, put it in the chat, see what happens, and we'll go from there. But this episode is going to be introducing us to the two new characters that help phase out Brandanowitz and kind of revitalize the show. It gives you a good idea of who some of these characters are and what they're about. And uh, we'll just see how things go. Are you guys ready? Ready, ready. And, and if you go ahead and give a little countdown, that way if anybody wants to sync it up at home, um, they can do that. Well, yeah, but I think if they if they join the link, they'll be able to. Oh, well, you mean like, like people in the future if they're listening on iTunes or whatever? Sure, 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 sure. I almost forgot about that. All you people that actually listen to the show after we publish it. So yeah, season two, episode twenty three, the master plan. We are going to go in five, four, three, two, one, and away we go. Someone's. Okay, there's a present. Documents. I love the way they look at the camera. Mm-hmm. They this must always be kind of a mockumentary, I guess. They know the camera's there, or do they not? Yes, they do know it's there. They do like mm-hmm. those little side interviews, kind of like in the office. Ah. Except in the office, at the end, they kind of reveal the cameraman, but they never do in this. Yeah, no, you don't see the cameraman in this. <laughs> 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 that's a Ron Swanson gift. That is that's definitely a Ron gift. And look at Tom. He like steps away from the room. He's like, oh, nothing near that. He does not want any part of this. Pussy police force. They're what police force? I'm sorry. Oh yeah. They said perfect, that. perfect for a skinny little thing like you. Until <laughs> we get licensed up. <laughs> Goody. Uh-oh. Uh, gifting. <laughs> There's Star-Lord. Oh, my gosh. Get out, Kyle. Yeah, Kyle's kind of this guy who shows up to get his shoes shine like, all the time. I don't know what he does to scuff up his feet. He works in the government. Yeah. Oh, no. So, hey. what... Hey. Some some of his songs are actually good. Yeah, so ten thousand candles in the wind. What does Andy do? What is his? What does he do for a living? So right he, now, he is a shoe shiner. That like that's his job right now. That's his thing. Is he just <laughs> he just finds shoes in the government building, and then writes songs and plays gigs with his band when he's able to. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Eventually, is... go ahead. He he gets a bigger role later on, but. This is what he starts out as. So this is pre-Guardians, Chris Pratt. Yes, this is mm-hmm. about. This is probably about two or three years pre-Guardians. Wow. Yeah, for sure. There, there's actually a point later on in the series where he gets buffed up for the role, and they're like, "Really? So you got you lost all this pat, all this weight in such a short amount of time?" And he's like, "Yeah, all I did was stop drinking beer, and I lost fifty pounds in one month." <laughs> Because he, it's funny, he doesn't, he doesn't look fat here. Like, he doesn't look, like, he just looks average. And yeah. he kind of wears baggy clothes, so you like, he really doesn't look, but, like, when he gets buffed up, you're like, oh, my God. Like, he was, like, it's so mm-hmm. much of a difference. Mm-hmm. 
the master plan. That's like four inches of paper, and that's just for a budget. It's insane. So what city is this? Is this a fictional city or a real city? P- Pawnee, it, Indiana. Yeah, I think it's fake. It's a Indiana. fictional city, but it's it's based off of a town called Muncie. Okay, mm. this is they were they put all the fake cities in Indiana. There's you know, yeah. uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Hawkins, safe trains. Yeah, Indiana. yeah, yeah. Actually, there's a Hawkins, Texas. Did you guys know that? Really? That's awesome. I'm surprised there's not a Hawkins, Indiana. There might be a Hawkins, Indiana. No, I think it's fake. I think it's fake. I think it's fake. I don't know. Yeah. I know they actually filmed it in Georgia. <laughs> it would have taken 13 months if you agreed to work on the weekends. <laughs> Steven says, I wish Chris Pratt's character was named Chris and Rob's look, Rob Lowe's character was named Andy. I wonder why. Maybe they just like look like those names. Maybe. Because Chris Pratt does look like a Chris. Yeah, he Rob totally Lowe. Rob Lowe is in this, I forgot. Yeah, man. He's he's the most positive character in any show I've ever seen in this. Really? The one thing, well, not the one thing, but the the biggest thing that I know Rob Lowe from is, you ever heard the movie Tommy Boy? Yeah, he he's like the, the he's the, the really guy. the really uh, messed up. Uh, what is it? Uh, <laughs> it's like a like a stepson that's really yeah evil. Yep. <laughs> Jack London. <laughs> <laughs> yay! Yay! Very sarcastically says yay. <laughs> Libertarian judging myself. <laughs> I don't even know what Hydrox cookies are. Not bad. <laughs> Snips it, sticks it up into the light. <laughs> Later than now. <laughs> she she's a little she's a little anal about government stuff. Have you noticed that? Yeah, she very much is. He couldn't be happy. <laughs> Ron is grinning and eating cookies right now to find out that the government's not spending any more money is like the happiest day of his life. <laughs> the the framing in this is the fact that you have something going on in the foreground of someone saying something funny, but also you're looking in the background and he's just he's chowing down on cookies in the background. I know it would be very insensitive, but if this show was still on, it would probably be a comedy gold blind gold mine with these people trying to figure out how to deal with the coronavirus. Oh man. Oh man. Uh, all the city politics of shutting things down and oh my god. Um, yep. how and how she would like try and last with social distancing. You, have you noticed that she's like a social butterfly yet? <laughs> yeah, she's like Yeah, she's just so like into whatever she's doing. Tommy, man. 
<laughs> Such savings. Yeah, oh, I love this part. Fear age plus seven. <laughs> what? Oh, Andy's trying to do math. This is not good. <laughs> you catch on pretty quick. <laughs> This is oh, okay. No. What is, what is <laughs> Tom doing? That probably means it isn't okay. There's Mark. Oh, yeah. I forgot that he dated Anne for a little bit and she called it off with him. Good call. Yeah. I, I, I don't get his appeal. He's just such like a wet blanket. He's not even like super handsome. Yeah, he's just kind of like a... Tall, maybe? I mean, you, tall, dark hair, so I guess. Slightly you, mysterious. You know, opposites attract. <laughs> well, but, like, he's he's very beta in nature. I don't know how he gets all those women because he's, he he just, he, I don't know. He's he's a beta trying to be an alpha. Yeah. Well, it's it's like, it's, it's TV logic, like Seinfeld. Like, how does George Costanza get... You know, hooked up with all these beautiful women, like you know. Yeah, there's no, no way, way, no way he would have landed one of those. Oh, there he there's is. There's Rob Lowe. Yeah. There's Rob Lowe. I love these two guys. When they came into the show, it totally changed the show. Uh huh. It did. So these guys weren't here from the beginning. They no, this, this is their first appearance in the series. Yeah, really? this is wow. this is their okay. first. Season. It took almost two full seasons to get them into the show. And I'm gonna warn you, you're gonna hate. Uh, Ben at first because he does seem just kind of like a dick a dick yeah and then he <laughs> becomes one of my favorite characters in the show wow well see I love character arcs I love when you you start out hating oh. a character and then you love them yeah there he has a good arc. So, so many character arcs in this in this series like by the mm -hmm. time the season six and seven the characters are so different from the way they are right now mm-hmm and I feel like you're supposed to kind of not like these guys when they come in, but you you end up loving them. Oh, it's Sonic the Hedgehog. Look at that. <laughs> Slap on in your coat of paint. <laughs> He's just sitting in the background, just staring at the ceiling. <laughs> Oh, I forgot when they made that art piece. Yeah, that, that piece of art is from another episode. You have to watch a different episode to get the context of that little single shot there, but Should've it's cute. There would be a story there. <laughs> Poor crap. <laughs> Uh-oh. Not much. <laughs> Ron just kind of shakes his head. I've never seen that. I always watch Leslie. Ron's just kind of like, uh, no. <laughs> I love his expressions here. Clearly uncomfortable. 
You can really hear through that door. <laughs> the building has feelings. The building has feelings. Like, he's being a smartass right now. Oh, oh, talk about one of the worst characters. And I mean, he's like, he's supposed to be annoying, but he is, he does so good at he's being annoying. So terrible, but he really is terrible. That's his, sister. his sister's worse, if that's name? Awesome. Oh my gosh, Mona Lisa. I can't watch Venom because of her. Yeah, she's in that. I forgot the actor's name, Ben. But... He was a sound consultant on BB 8. He created the sounds of BB-8. I can't remember his name. No way. Angry Benchler. I love the gossip that they share. Like, they just share everything. Yeah, they're. it's cool to see. Like, talk about a character arc, and this happens pretty quick, but, like, when Ant, from when from when Ann and Leslie first meet to, like, just, you know, by the end of season two, they're, like, already best friends, basically. Mm-hmm. Such a ladies' man. Oh, he's trying too hard. But what you find out is he gets zero numbers from all of this. Yeah. They like, are you with me? What? Like, all of a sudden, they can't hear you now. Also, I really prefer Ann Perkins over Karen Filippelli. A hundred percent from the office. Yeah. Yeah. She plays Karen in the office and then she comes over here and plays Ann in this show. And Ann is just way better in my opinion. Well, cause like in the office, she's like this, she's basically Jim's like side chick almost. And she's like there to kind of maybe stir up some, uh, you know, home wrecking. But in this, she's actually a likable character. She's actually got... She's actually got... No devious intentions. I don't know if Karen had devious intentions or not. I think she was just sick of dating somebody who was in love with somebody else. Yeah. Okay, so Ben, these two were together at the beginning of the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, they dated... For like five or six episodes, and then they broke up. Okay, so but like weird he's, ex, he, ex problems going on here. He's he's interested in, but well, it's a small town. Everybody dates everybody, apparently. <laughs> what is she doing with her jacket? I don't remember this. <laughs> um, that's not a jacket. That's a sweater. Okay, whatever. Uh oh, she's gonna pull in the douchebag. <laughs> Just to try and get him to notice. 
And she's drunk. Yeah, you know, this is. <laughs> oh, dude! One of the episodes I've got lined up is when everybody gets drunk. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is it the one? Is it the one where the 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 gif of uh, I almost said gif there, <laughs> Joey yeah. Mays? You got to give me credit there. Um, the the gif of uh, what's his name? Uh, Ron. Ron dancing really like he's just, with he's, the just hat. He, he's just blasted yeah. like he's with, the, just... with the hat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That is on tap for tonight. <laughs> yeah. You always remember me. Oh. Oh God. Oh. That's that's an all right name. I think the thing that I hate is that I know people like that. And they actually score, which is even more frustrating. And I just I want to evacuate the room immediately. <laughs> we got to third base over the pants. <laughs> oh. Oh, poor Chris. I mean, poor, uh, what's his name? Andy. See, I did it. Ralph Macchio. <laughs> now he's looking for the box. <laughs> ah! <laughs> See, I can't tell if he's like actually forgot or if he's just like, like using it as an excuse to talk to every single girl there. Well, but when he pulled away from that table, that's when he cussed. So I feel like, yeah, he, I think he really did forget. You're right. Oh, that's a reporter. She pops up and has major issues. Oh, yeah. What's her name again? Jonna Malway Tweep. Malway Tweep, yeah. Jonna Malway Tweep. She works for the local newspaper and Leslie is, hates her guts. And kind of a skank, too. Like, she sleeps with like three or four people in this show. Mm hmm. <laughs> Including him. Yeah. That's why she's so uncomfortable. They slept together and then never did anything after that. Oh, we've met. <laughs> you know what that I'm means. I'm sure you have. I'll, I'll take that drink. Oh, burn. It's been a great week. Mar got broken up and then finds out somebody he slept with is dating the shoe shinest. <laughs> oh, and here's the jerk. Here's Ben the jerk. Yeah, beat professional. Spoiler <laughs> alert, but they end up becoming one of the best couples in TV history. <laughs> I'm fire all my fans. Jeez. Nobody wants you here. No, nobody wants you here. I asked around. That must have taken a while. 
kill people with machetes. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> no, it wasn't. So the opposite of professional. I don't remember. (laughs) 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 Oops. Close call. You could hear their hearts stop. Help me. Is that a paper cup with a handle? Yes, it is. It's a coffee. It's like a coffee cup. I think it's a cake cup type thing. Wow. I've actually seen those before. I don't remember where. That's crazy. Ron looks so silly holding a paper cup with a little handle. It takes a couple of seasons to figure out what his visual is, because he wears a suit in the first season, and after that it was like, uh, no. Yeah, it was like, uh, just a typical dad outfit. (laughs) Good for hangovers. Now I'll have one. Positive thinking. I believe that person is being the whole the whole mockumentary style is so brilliant because it's so fun those, because you can just stop a scene and just have a character just ramble on about something and, and you know it's so brilliant and it adds mm-hmm. so much to it he's just doing chin <laughs> again again it's like he's doing something in the background and they're talking but it just adds more to yeah, the humor gives you something else Well, <laughs> let's get a beer. She's not even over the last drink. <laughs> Choking hazard. It's oh like a God. horse pill, man. It's like a horse pill. It's like an actual horse pill. <laughs> He's like running the stand there. Like, yeah. At one point, he sets up like his music albums and everything, like to sell. Oh my gosh! I missed what he said. Oh, I remember her. Lucy. Lucy. Uh, I thought she was good with him. Forty-seven drinks. 
eight Smirnoffs. Pogre. <laughs> <laughs> party. Oof. <laughs> That's a little gross, Tom. <laughs> but it worked. I only have 15. It, it made her laugh. <laughs> Look at the camera. <laughs> He does so good at playing stupid. I think it's the hair. It's everything. It's like his mannerisms, his hair, like his body language. Like breaks off eye contact and stuff. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Chris Pratt's acting is just turning his brain off. Yeah. Backstory of history. Oh man, how low do you have to sink to lose the shoe shine guy? Oh my god, it's that face. <laughs> oh my god. I love this story. <laughs> my parents grounded. <laughs> Didn't he build like an ice skating rink? Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a ice themed sports complex called Ice Town. Ice Town. He used the whole budget on that. He blew the whole town's budget on Ice Town. The whole place went bankrupt, and the town had an unemployment rate of thirty <laughs> percent. He doesn't. He doesn't do people well. <laughs> Don't that's, try too hard, Ron. That's how he tries to cover her. And look at the little smile, the tiny little smile. He she knows like, he's trying. She like knows him. that he tried. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
God, woman, not no. just not just no. It was good God, woman, no. God. Oh, he's such a good listener. <laughs> yeah. He's such a good listener. I would I would want him as a friend. Like everybody should want him as a friend. Oh oh. Oh, she came on to him. All the memories come flooding back. She's like, of all the possibilities, that's not the worst one. And she looks at the camera like, ah. <laughs> Score, possibly? I like his little hand calisthenics thing. Yeah, he doesn't stop. I've seen that face before. (laughs) Oh, Andy. And see, that's an allegory for April because that's a month as well. Yes, exactly. If he had just actually sung April. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) November. (laughs) Oh, man. Is about April. Okay, Ben, that's your first episode of Parks and Rec. Thoughts? First one. I loved it. I, seriously, <laughs> I'm I'm like, okay, I gotta watch more of this. Like this is this is right. It's a great show. Like, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Oh man, get ready for some amazing laughs. Uh I'm moving on to season three now for our next episode. And uh the government has reopened and as a way to try and um get things going again now that it's reopened um they um are trying to host a uh what do you call it i think it's a harvest festival and uh leslie is in charge of getting sponsors for this harvest festival so um she's trying to do that on top of trying to manage everything else that she's doing and uh, it doesn't really go well, as you'll find out, because we are moving on to a little episode called Flu Season, Season 3, Episode 2, 
flu season. So it's probably only about four or five episodes away from the one we just watched, but uh, there's definitely a lot going on. So I sent you guys the link on Facebook, and I put it in the chat as well. Hopefully we can get this lined up the way that we need it to. Um, I should mention to anybody in the chat that wants to do this while we're live, you might need to download the Netflix attachment to your browser. Yes, yes. You have, gonna... to, you have to go to NetflixParty.com, and it'll give you a button where you can download the extension. Uh, don't need to jump to 31 seconds there, bub. What are you doing? I took it all the way back to the beginning. I think we're good now. Uh, I'm going to put the link to that in the description. So if you guys, guys want to do this or, you know, you want to use it for yourselves. Yeah. Thing. And I'll also include it in the uh, the episode uh, description for you guys in the future so that you can uh, you can take advantage of this with, with your own friends and with your own family or whatever because, you know, none of us can see each other. Yes. So uh, NetflixParty.com, you add the extension. It takes just a few seconds to download it into your browser. And then when you have it, you're able to follow those links that I'm sending on channel1138.com. You're able to create new links and send them to other people. Um, I think we've got everybody in here on ours. Are I you, think so. You, I am in. Okay. I'm in. Tell me if you see Season a, three, episode two. Tell me if you see like a hospital scene on this opener here. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we're going to go in five, four, three, two, one. Hospital and Perkins. Is that what yeah, we got? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I should mention like an episode or two ago, Anne had a moment of weakness and kissed Andy. And uh, now April is really, really pissed at her. Mm-hmm. And April's in the hospital? With the flu bug that's going on. Oh, her- God. So, yeah, this is drama. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And eventually it's going to spread to enough people that you see people showing flu like symptoms all over the place. And it. <laughs> shows a test of character like you really get to understand each of the characters based on how they respond to the flu uh huh uh oh (laughs) 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 so petty just pans up to her So, so petty also, this is one of the best theme songs ever. Oh, I love it. I love this theme music. Like, I never hit skip mm-hmm. intro. No, uh, neither do I. It's, like, quick enough where you it's almost not worth skipping, but it's good enough where you don't want to. Exactly. So, yeah, she's recruiting people for the Harvest Festival, trying to get sponsors for this event. Oh, and God, she's place, coughing. This place, JJ's Diner, is, like, her favorite restaurant. She is obsessed with waffles. And she loves waffles that come from this diner. With lots of whipped cream. Extra whipped cream. And then whipped cream on top of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Allergies are acting up. She's trying to tell herself. <laughs> I've only thrown five times. This guy right here, I, I think that's JJ. Um, he's a character actor who's in a lot of different things. I always see him in like movies and TV shows. I saw him on an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine the other day. Yeah, I'm not surprised. He looks like a guy who would own a restaurant in Midwestern Indiana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Woman stuff. <laughs> Woman stuff. 
just walks away. Just doesn't even say goodbye, just walking away. Don't know, don't care. Oh, I love this. <laughs> Best friend I ever had. We still never talk. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes. I love that. Life. We still never talk. Like he is Mr. Antisocial, and I love it. It's like the coronavirus, man. Yeah, this is how you do social distancing, right here, people. Mm-hmm. This is very timely episode. Conference calls from ten feet away. <laughs> Okay, the door. All she does is lean against it. Like, she's not fancy. <laughs> she just puts her hand on it. Hit the bricks. Oh. <laughs> oh, so passive aggressive. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and if you do go in public, wear a mask like Chris does. Yeah. Potato chip. Potato chip. I love that line. Uh, (laughs) How do you you kiss a woman in a mask? Way to go, buddy. Way to go. Oh, dude. When he encourages everybody on the mini golf course. Mm -hmm. Way to be, duck. (laughs) <laughs> Way to be, duck. <laughs> oh, gosh. Impressively mean and apathetic. April really is the whole package. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Andrew. A whole lot. You just take straw after straw after straw. Look how excited Ron gets. Yep. He's going to be apathetic. Let her fly. Let her fly. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> he doesn't even have a motorcycle. How do you get that off? Oh, one of my favorite jokes in the whole series is about to come up. It's a, it's also an internet sensation. Oh, no. You're going to recognize it when you hear it, Ben. Oh, it looks like Turkey Leg has joined the fun. Who's Turkey Leg? <laughs> no idea. 
on our on our Netflix party. Identify yourself. That's Batman. <laughs> I love the story behind that too. Like it was unscripted. Yep. It was unscripted. He Oh my god. He just improvised. He just that is. Oh my god. That's pure Chris Pratt right there. That's that's gold. And the writers got pissed off because they're like, that's possibly one of the best lines in the whole series, and it was not even in the script. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ben kind of disagrees with that logic. Oh, man, that's a good way to live. Mm-hmm. Never promise anything, then you never disappoint anybody. No idea what he's doing. (laughs) 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 She's so happy. Uh oh. Wow, she looks. Is too white. He would never pull off a rap. The look of horror on her face. No, 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 blah, blah, blah. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> the way she drops the phone. Mm, Jello sounds good right now. What are you doing? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this. They like bond. The meat tornado. <laughs> no ethnic food. No ethnic food. You had me at meat. <laughs> <laughs> In the series, there's a burger chain called Paunch Burger. Paunch Burger. <laughs> Everybody loves to hate. Oh, strap me down, nurse. <laughs> oh Spawny. No, that's not what it said. It said spawny. S P A W N E E. Yep. Yeah. Oh my yep. god. Sorry, but I would never get in that pool with all those old guys. Well, look at his justification, though. Listen to how he, like, describes it. 
<laughs> like what? Why? All right, and calm down. Keep it in your pants. It's so interesting how like diminished the commentary gets when people either haven't seen it for a long time or have never seen it before. Yeah. Like when we did our Avengers discussion, there was a lot more talking. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> yeah. I'd seen that a thousand times. True. <laughs> They do love their cults. <laughs> well, they are bonding. Why would you go under center? Just go shotgun. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) I assume Chris Pratt did all his own stunts. Oh, I'm sure. Do you know the exchange rate? (laughs) She should know the exchange rate. She's on top of that kind of thing. Oh my gosh. It's like she's on true. The wall just switched. Look at how crazed her eyes are. (laughs) And he's just like, um. (laughs) She feels like she's in Inception in that hallway scene. Leslie Monster. This <laughs> night line. <laughs> Quick hit on Big swing in Religious auger. He's grilling in the office. He's leaving the window open. The smoke's leaving outside the office. (laughs) 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 
pooping. <laughs> Ever give yourself a pep talk in the morning and you're just like, you're going to do this. to do this. You need to stop pooping. Pooping. <laughs> you're going to have a great day. You're going to be amazing. You need to stop pooping. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Now Ron's really uncomfortable. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> I knew it. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, I ugh. Everything's coming to a head. It's time. What's we too good of a deal? And that's what it says. See, this is his entrepreneurial spirit. Like mm-hmm. Entertainment 720. Oh, don't even get me started on that bitch yet. That's one of the worst logos I've ever seen is for seven or uh, Entertainment 720. I don't know who the designer was, but it certainly wasn't you, dude. <laughs> well, thanks. Look at her. She's got her name tag upside down. Whoever in the chat said that Nick Offerman could have played Yondu, I completely agree. Yo, that's true. I'd love to see him in a Marvel movie. Get knock Nick Offerman in the MCU, please, and thank you. Yes. Look at her. Like, she's coherent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ben's like, this isn't so bad. Yeah. Ah, here we go. She was impressed. The two of them have this weird relationship. Yeah, it's like the definition of love hate. Well, it's also like sisters almost. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. Oh, I love this. I love this. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. Listen, listen, listen. 
<laughs> he looks Almost like Scott there. Bakula. He looks like Scott Bakula. He like holds out the soup that he made. How many did they need? Like sixty or seventy or something like that. Nice. And about a hundred and ten. You see, like the little bit of chemistry that we're starting to get from these two. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you could be. You could I will not leave your side. <laughs> oh my god. Ugh, that's disgusting. <laughs> oh, look at the smile. A light 15k. A light 15k. <sighs> All right, guys, this has been fun, but I do have to get some sleep. Oh, boo. Understood, I would love to keep understood. watching. If I didn't have work tomorrow, I would watch all of them. I feel that, man. I got work tomorrow, too, but you are also an hour ahead of us in the timeline, so mm -hmm. I get it. It's unfortunate, but I get it. I apologize. Uh, let me let me ask you before you go, who's who's your favorite character on Parks and Rec? Uh, my favorite character is pretty much always been Ron, but I love Andy and I love uh, I, I love Ben. I don't know. I it's it's really hard to choose just one, but if I had to consistently, it would be Ron. He's just one of the great TV characters, I think. I would I would I would tend to agree to that. I do I do enjoy Andy. I think I relate the most to Ben, honestly. Mm -hmm. But like Ron's antisocial tendencies and not dealing well with people and that kind of thing, those are all things that also kinda hella relate. <laughs> so it just depends on the mood that I'm in sometimes, I guess. Yeah. But dude, um I, I'm bummed that you have to go, but I'm glad that you were able to be here for a little bit. Where can the folks at home find you if they wanted to keep up with your social medias and stuff? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Jake W. Damon and on Twitter at Jake Damon. And yeah, you can find me on there. All right. That nice. is 
Jake Damon, everybody. Thanks again for being a part of the evening. And uh, hopefully we can do another Netflix party where we're just watching stuff because we can watch stuff, not just because of the podcast. Dude, I I would love that. That'd be so fun. Uh, Well, we'll see what we can kind of cook up here. But uh, until next time, dude, hope to see you soon. Yep. Have a good night, guys. Good night, buddy. That is Jake W. Damon, a good friend of ours. And we're going to keep on plugging because Ben and I, we don't have, we got another hour before we get caught up to Jake. That's another solid two plus episodes. So we got, if you got time, I got time. Did you get the link? I believe I did, and I'm really quick. I'm 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 gonna go ahead and warn everybody that, especially those listening in the future, I'm turning the sound on for you guys. You'll actually hear something. Um, oh. So Netflix, don't sue us. <laughs> uh oh. We're gonna we're gonna try something. Try something I, for the third episode. I wonder if that's what I've been hearing because I haven't been hearing stuff very well. I had the closed captioning on, but I haven't been able to, to hear my show very well. Um, like my my browser isn't playing the audio the way I thought it would. Maybe I've just been hearing mm. you. I don't know. But no, I haven't had my sound on. Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll find out what happens. Um, but yeah, this one is the one where Ron wears the hat. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to this. One. Among among many other things, um, basically Tom's entrepreneurial spirit gets the best of him. And uh, we see the hilarity that ensues from all of that. Uh, basically, I think the Harvest Festival has already happened. Um, and now um, Chris, I think by this point, Chris is now the city manager. Or he's about to become the city manager. I think he is the city manager by this point because he's levying down some rules across the entire city government. Uh, oh. And one of those rules is that you can't have um, workplace romances between supervisors and uh, subordinates. And because Ben is his assistant, he's the assistant city manager, that makes him Leslie's supervisor. So it turns into a conflict of interests. Interesting. That turns into a big story arc. I don't know if it's something that we're going to have time to cover tonight, but it does it does become a thing throughout the course of almost an entire season is like, obviously I've just got to get caught up on my own and uh, secret and then revealing their relationship. There's like a whole in like, there's a whole formal hearing to investigate, you know, just how deep the quote unquote corruption goes between the two of them. Like it really gets in depth and it's interesting to look at, not just, from the storyline aspect of things, but the way that small government deals with issues like that, it's almost like a microcosm of politics, you know, getting to see those hearings and witnesses and, you know, understanding the repercussions of your actions for the corruption in the government. Like it does, it does really explore those things very, very well, but that's not what we're going to be watching next. (laughs) We're watching all hell break loose. (laughs) On season three, episode 13, titled The Fight. That's season three, episode 13. When Leslie tries to get Anne a job at City Hall, her lukewarm reaction causes their first ever fight. So I'm going to be hitting play now in five, four, three, two, one.
So, who broke it? Uh -oh. I'm not mad. I just want to know. <laughs> I'm not mad. I did. I broke no, it. No, no, you didn't. Tom? <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> he already just automatically hey, shuts her down. Like, you well, would never do something like it. that. And oh, if you did, you would weird. replace it. How'd you even know it was broken? Because it's sitting right in front of us and it's broken. Suspicious. No, it's not. If, if it matters, probably not, but April was the last one to use. Liar, it. I don't even drink that crap. Oh, really? Then what were you doing by the coffee cart earlier? I used the wooden stir and put back my cuticles. Everyone knows that. Okay, Jerry. Okay, let's not fight. I broke it. Let me uh -oh, take it. Uh oh, uh oh. No. Who broke it? Really? Yeah, really. <laughs> I broke it. I broke my hand, so I punched it. I predict ten minutes from now they'll be at each other's throats with war paint on their faces and a pig head on a stick. Good. It was getting a little chummy around here. happened there what are you watching the intro or are you watching something else now i'm watching the intro now just went to rob low you guys to come to the snake hole lounge tonight to help me with something yeah uh, tonight's not good. okay because no for a second on my end it looked like it had skipped ahead and then skipped back i'm watching my new really where are you looking at now uh tom's trying to convince people to go to the snake hole lounge that's what i got starring jim o'hare you just saw that Reda. What does style mean? I mix a bunch of alcohol together, add some sugar and coffee. Greg Daniels. Some other junk. Yep. Yeah, that's where I'm at. First, we're synced up. Yeah, that's Fine. weird. Then don't drink it. Just get other people to drink it, okay? Meeting in one hour. If you don't make it, you're on my Dunzo list. Oh, what's a Dunzo list? It means you and I uh -oh. are Dunzo. Hanging out, getting food together. Dunzo. You want to come over to my house and play video games? Dunzo. Hey, Tom, you want to come play putt putt with me? No. We're done so. We're done so. Hey, we gotta make that meeting. So glad we can <laughs> be so concerned. I know. I've been so busy. Also, they're dating now. Uh, I don't. At some point, they get married. I don't remember what episode it happens in, but they're they're together in some capacity at this point now. Why I liked him? Yeah, I did too. I just I couldn't deal with his face. Do you think I could get that book back that I loaned him? Oh well. I'm technically out of the country, so I would have to call him from a weird number. Oh. Also, Anne is now kind of in a weird find-herself phase. Would love him. He's a triple Pisces. Uh -oh. Oh like so she's really, yeah, really dating around. Really? Isn't that a little childish? Oh. <laughs> Bye, Anne. Sorry, I gotta go. Hey, move! Oh, Captain Hauser, sorry. Nice to see you as always. Bye. Welcome to Gorilla Marketing. <laughs> Bye. What is Gorilla Marketing? A few ordinary schmoes, no offense, have a casual conversation next to some guy about how great snake juice is. Next thing you know, that guy orders a whole bottle of snake juice and he has no idea why. April, you'll be playing a boring beer drinker named Jennifer. Andy, you are also a boring beer drinker named Michael. Jerry, you'll be playing a boring beer drinker. Your name will be Jerry. Ron <laughs> is gonna play our exciting snake juice drinker AKA Your name Brian will be Thunder. Jerry. You want us to memorize this whole script? Brian Thunder. But if you want to wing it, your talking points are high-end VIP lifestyle. All right, let's run through it once. And action! 
The weather has been so weird lately. Hey, let me buy you all a drink. I'll take something basic, like a beer. Yeah, I'm pretty. Boring. <laughs> so I'll take you a beer, too. <laughs> Not me. I want this night to I'm get... I'm pretty. Crazy. Crazy. Like crazy. I want this night to get crazy. Get me a shot of snake juice. I hear it has a dope aftertaste. All right, that's going to be a cut. Um, Ron, you got to say it like you mean it. I won't publicly endorse a product unless I use it exclusively, and I really believe in it. My only official recommendations are U.S. Army-issued mustache trimmers, Morton Salt, and the C.R. Lawrence Fine 2-inch axe-style scraper oscillating knife blade. We need to find a new PR director for the I read on a trivia page somewhere that he did that line in one take. Short answer? Oh, my gosh. Long answer, his wife, Jan, had an affair, gave him a venereal disease. Oh, my God, I forgot about this. About her all through City Hall. I'm sure you've seen it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Jan Cooper will give you chlamydia. Brought to you by the Pawnee Health Department. Chlamydia affects <laughs> nearly 100% of Jan Coopers. The Department of Health congratulates Jan Cooper, Miss Chlamydia. Jan, I love you. Please come back. <laughs> I realize that I'm not blaming you. <laughs> Miss Chlamydia. Please. Brought to you by the Health Department. Re-elect Jan Cooper, <laughs> Mayor of Horville. Leslie, I want you to help us. <laughs> Parks and Health work closely together on outdoor programs and exercise initiatives. And should do it. Mayor of Horville. Pawnee is looking for a new PR director for the health department, and I submitted your name. You have an interview tomorrow at 9 a.m. 9 a.m.? Yes, wow. I, know. I couldn't get it earlier. I'm grateful. I, am I, know. I couldn't I get it any earlier. If it was Leslie, she'd have it at like six. Health initiatives the city has ever undertaken since the 1960s. So you need to partially memorize that. And it's going to be partially a long memorized. night. So I got you some energy drinks and some chocolate covered espresso beans and the book Freedom by Jonathan Franzen. Why am I reading this? Because I'm almost done with it, Anne, and I want to talk to you about Patty. Okay. Deep breath. Oh, best friend alert. I've been a nurse for over 10 years. It's not something you just quit. I understand. I just think. With this new job, you could make a difference. Make real change happen. Plus, we'd be working in the same building. No more lightning round catch-up sessions. It would be nice to have an office. This is your destiny, Anne. You don't want to waste away at Pawnee St. Joseph Medical Center and turn into her? Oh. Shut up. I must be honest, it would be nice to not have to pull strange things out of people's butts every night. That already is too many times. Uh, that is already too many times. People about things. This is a nightmare. Uh, Relatable though. Have to support Tom. I don't want to end up on that Dunzo list. Think about it as role playing. That makes it sexy. That could be fun. <laughs> really? Can I use uh -oh. a weird voice and try to freak people out? Yes. Okay. And uh, next time you see me, I'll be a stranger. He's so excited. He is. Like, probably a little too excited. Yours is gonna sell because I am not going to take a loss on this. Nothing this delicious will fail. We'll see. Check back with me in a couple hours. I'll let you know how it's going. Snake juice. What? Here? High end. VIP exclusive. Hey, how's it going? I think it's going okay. People better buy this stuff. <laughs> She's so supportive. It's gonna be fine. People will definitely buy it. Uh oh. Uh oh. K to the N to the O P E. She's the dopest little shorty in all Pawnee, Indiana. 
Why don't you just stop upon E? Let's you know seriously. You get sex every day. That, <laughs> that would have been a better rhyme. Ben Schwartz. That's the guy's name. Yes, Ben Schwartz. Get, 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 get that paper. Snake juice sales are going to be off the church. Why? He assisted with BB-8? Yep. Well said. Well, Essentially, he created, like, he voiced BB-8. Really do, but I have to go help her. <coughs> She's oh, going to be up all night cramming for a big job interview. She might be up all night, but I think someone else is going to be doing the cramming. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Way too much stuff for me to read tonight, anyway. I mean, it was a ridiculous amount of stuff that you gave me. Oh. Uh oh. But you are uh -oh. going in for the interview tomorrow. I think so. Uh -oh. Not what you wanted to hear. Yeah. Right? Some mayonnaise and this lady sandwich. Oh, I know that guy. This is my friend Howard Tuttleman. Ah, please call me the douche. Uh, he's a comedian. I think his name's Nick Kroll. Yeah, yes, yeah, he's a morning shock jock on the local radio station in the show. Hello, strange person who I have never met before. Who are you? I'm Janet Snakehole. I'm a very rich widow with a terrible secret. Who are you? Burt Macklin, FBI. I was the best Sam agent they had until I was framed for a crime. I didn't Do you know that name, Burt Macklin? Oh, I'm very familiar. Now I work alone. Lovely to meet you. I got to admit, uh, I thought your costume would maybe be a little bit sluttier. How dare you! Nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, gentlemen. Swan song, how you living? Yes. Why aren't you holding the snake juice? I'm more of a whiskey man. Ron, Ron, come here. Come here for a bit. You're good right there. Listen, you gotta jump on the Tommy Time Express. This guy has some of the best investment ideas Ron, I've Ron, ever heard in my life. Come here. Make a uh, you're good right there. clothing line. A department store with a guest list. White fur earmuffs for men. A new brand of bottled water called H2O. Contact lenses that display text messages. Invent a phone that smells good. Own a nightclub called Eclipse. That's only open for one hour, two times a year. Cover charge, $5,000. $5,000. Try snake juice. If you like it, you gotta talk it up all night. If you don't, oh, no. I'll shave John Ralphio's head. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Hit me. <laughs> He's this. game for this. Damn, if that isn't delicious. Oh, R to the O and then I say Swanson's got swag the size of Big Ben Club. Dude, you gotta end it on the rhyme. I know what I have. You had it at I Ben. Know. I got it. <laughs> you think I haven't been around the world? I've been everywhere, darling. I'm a very wealthy woman. My husband kept me in the finest clothes from Bergdorf Goodman, you see. Freeze! FBI! No! Leave me alone! Hands in the air! I didn't kill anybody, and I didn't burn down the mill either. My sister did, but now she's been eaten by wolves! <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> so how did you meet? You met what was that? Use my classic pickup line. They're looking just for douches. Their minds. They're me. Oh, they're about to get even more out of their minds. By the way, I don't think I can get that I'm telling you, dude, the deeper into this episode you get, no, the okay. weirder it I mean, gets. 
I should have known better than to loan Just this club's ma this club makes people crazy, so obviously. Yeah, I did not realize that I was doing like almost consecutive episodes here in the Snake Hole Lounge. It's really not like a super popular place. Thank you. Like in the series, but just some of the some of the best episodes. Some some, some big moments do happen here, apparently. Leslie, are you mad that I came here? What? No, I'm not. Are you? You seem mad at me. No, I'm not. I'm not mad at you. I'm not uh oh. At you. I'm not mad at all. I'm, neither am I. No. Looks like you two need to kiss and make up. All right. Hello, my name is Ron Swanson. In general, I try never to speak with people. But I have been drinking this snake juice thing. It's damn good. You should buy it. Yeah, okay. Thanks, man. Son, you should know that my recommendation is essentially a guarantee. Drink this now. <laughs> Not optional. Wow. You made it. Yeah, I got your email. We need to talk. First off, though, try a little snake juice. It's 140 proof, which means it's 70% alcohol. But don't worry, there's plenty of caffeine in it to keep you awake. I believe an ounce of that would be What the hell? You emailed 70% alcohol? The most I've ever seen on liquor store shelves before is like 66. Government employees can't use their power to enhance their personal wealth. And those usually go for like over $100 a bottle. You're going to have to sell your shares in the snake hole. No! T-Pain, this guy bothering you? This is my boss. Okay, yeah. You want me to write a rap about your name? Yes. Go B to the O to the double S. Do what he say and you'll be successful. No offense, but maybe you're going too fast because you're going too slow. He just can't no get the rhyme down yet. Because I might lose my job. I mean, no offense, but maybe that's a little bit of an excuse for not acting on your feelings. No offense, but I don't remember you having a nursing degree in feelings. Offense, that's rude. I'm gonna go dance. Douche her up. Huh? Hey, are you okay? I heard yelling. Yeah, I'm very angry and I'm really drunk. Do you want to dance with me? Go get me another snork juice. Oh, that's that's maybe not the best idea for you. <laughs> snork juice. John Ralphio. Yes, I'm here. Dance up on me. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> get it. Forget you, John Ralphio. Yes, yes, yes. Did you see how instantly he I'm showed up? I don't know. I feel like I just did something wrong. Didn't seem to want to talk to me. You should try role play. That's what me and April do. That explains the outcome. Yeah, that, you that works. Up some weird scenario like you're her boss and sex is forbidden because she works for you. That is our actual situation. <laughs> and she's addicted to spanking. Okay. Thanks. We got it. We're good. <laughs> We're good. We're good. And she's addicted to spanking. We're good. Excuse me. This is my first But I believe that honest discussions between friends can lead to deeper intimacy. This is a watershed moment in our relationship, and it's important that we fight clean. All I need to do is focus and stay calm. You're stupid, and you're jerk, and you're stupid. Yeah. Stay focused and fight clean. You're stupid. Don't always make everything your fault. It's not all my fault. I'm not a stupid jerk. I'm not the one who's being stupid. I like how the cameraman's in like a stall, like hiding, or just outside the door because it's a man and he can't go in. And it's like, or it's like, it's like reflecting off of the mirror. I was just trying to do you a 
I never can tell. the way they express themselves but they also express how hungover they are at the same time no i'm sad like this is good acting dude it is oh say thanks chum Ugh. i got those papers delivered for you Ugh. <laughs> post haste the doctor says it's probably not serious but it might be oh kyle Please stop talking. Oh, ring-a-ding-ding. Who's calling? Oh, is it Janet Snackle? Why, yes, it is. And who's she calling for? Mr. Bart Macklin. And I'll tell you enough to think. Boss going down She's trying so hard. You're going real fast. Now, who's this side, Charlie? This side, side of potatoes. Oh, honey, please. I love you. No offense. But Bart Macklin died last night after the 10th time snake juice. Oh. Sorry. Miss Snakehole. You think I'd let you get away that easily? Bert Macklin may be dead, but I'm his brother. Kip. 
Hackman. Why wouldn't you have his same last name? Shut up. <laughs> I know you boosted those Shut paintings. up, Kyle. <laughs> Maybe it was me, but I'll never tell you where they are, and you'll never have my body either. T, you don't even have to worry about a thing. Why? Because I'll keep those shares real tight for you. You're nice and cozy, like. Mm, sorry to hear the news, Tom. We're going to miss you around the club. Hey, you own shares too. Why didn't Chris make you sell? Because Chris doesn't know. You know what? <laughs> Snitches? Get stitches. Uh, come on. Don't. I'm a natural money maker. I got into government for the connections. This was supposed to be the thing. Oh, that man. The thing. It's like when Vin did Boiler Room. That's what led to him being Triple X and doing I'm furious. furious. Yeah, no, listen, I don't like all this negativity, man. Why don't you turn that frizz down? Upside dizzy. Huh? <laughs> sucks, man. You're wearing snow pants. I got home last night and I thought I might go sledding. Can I come in? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leslie doesn't know I'm here. Oh, God. So high school. I can't believe that Leslie and I got to go <laughs> thought about boys. They're so much better than that. I just keep having flashes of things that we said to each other. And she's so important to me. I, I acted like such a Dick. I don't know you that well, but you're clearly very important to Leslie, and that must mean you're a pretty. Her girl. hair is so messed up. I mean, mm -hmm. he almost looks unrecognizable here. Yeah. Right? What the hell is in snake juice? Like smeared Devil? makeup, everything. All I know is Leslie's always talking about how lucky she is to have you as a friend, and I just wanted you to know that. You're nice. I can see why she likes you. When did she say, likes oh, me? Oh, God, this is so high school. Just <laughs> her ask her to the prom. I'm sure she'll say yes. All right. So let me get this straight. Tom tries to get off the government teat, and we punish him. That doesn't make any sense to me. I'm sorry, rules are rules. I wish there was something we could do. Ben, is there something we can do? Tom's not scared. And there's no bad. He's not savvy enough to manipulate the system like that. He's just a kid chasing a goofy dream. I'm sorry. My hands are tied. Jan Cooper was a terrible wife. I just want everybody to know that. Thank you, Dennis. But we can't give you your job back. You sound just like her. <laughs> that was unpleasant. That's the guy who posted all the posters. You came. Yeah, I had some encouragement. Chlamydia affects 100% of Jan Cooper's. Sweaters on inside out. <laughs> and backwards. It's been a tough morning. Lots of regret and shame. Should be the official slogan for snake juice. Uh, well, uh, this committee <laughs> would like to ask if you are the kind of candidate who could forgive someone after they behaved like a complete jackass. This candidate could. Especially because this candidate also behaved like a total jackass. Please don't worry about it. The committee totally understands. <laughs> also, I can't the way they speak about themselves in the third person. This position. But first, That's cute. I am going to go throw up in a wastebasket. Would you mind if I joined you? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind if I join you? And had a second interview with Chris. Great. She nailed it, of course. But she doesn't want to totally leave her job, so they struck up a deal. 
She works at City Hall part-time, and two days a week, she still gets to be the greatest nurse in the world. Win-win. We need to remember what's important in life. Friends, waffles, and work. Aww. It doesn't matter. But work the is knowing fun. nod between co-workers. So listen, Crazy Hour, check this out, okay? I'm at this club last night, just killing it. The Snake Hole Lounge. Oh, yeah. Is that a gay club? Hello. <laughs> Shut up, ass. Come on, man. Uh -uh. On the floor with this super hot chick. Mr. Honey. More like a dude, I bet. Hello. <laughs> Did you wet your whistle? I wish I no, 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 no. She spent the whole night talking to her friend, arguing about their feelings. That's me. Who knows? She's probably a lesbian. Uh oh. That's me. Long time. God. Oh, man. Well, that is the episode titled The Fight. What do, you, what do you make of this show so far, man? Like, you're you're three deep into it now. I'm getting the character dynamics down. I, 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 I love, I mean, it, it definitely reminds me of, you know, I, it's funny, I don't, like, seek out comedy shows that much. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I do watch a lot of old stuff. You know, I, I've, I was practically raised on Seinfeld. So I, this is, the humor is very in that vein but just tweaked a bit sure. and as I said like you know it's 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 different you know it's it's so different but also very much the same so good the thing that I like about it is the ensemble cast is a lot more manageable than the ensemble cast of The Office hmm. you really grow to understand the characters and who they are what they represent what they stand for that kind of thing but at the same time, everybody kind of has their day. They get an episode that's about them, and it doesn't feel like it takes a really, really long time between those episodes. Like, I can't even recall a time when, like, somebody like Creed or Meredith or Stanley gets an episode on The Office. You know, they're all very secondary, tertiary characters, but you still keep them all there to play off of each other a little bit. But these characters are all close enough that they all have special moments like this was kind of tom's episode and everybody kind of revolved around tom to a certain degree you know what i mean yeah yeah as focus mm -hmm. yep and it's 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 just it's fun getting to kind of explore that um, um so i think this might be a good place to take an ad break we're kind of in between mm -hmm. episodes here say hello to our partners and our sponsors and things like that and uh we're gonna keep this parks and rec party train going for just a little bit here although we have struck midnight central time so we're not going to go too much further but uh, we'll take a little break here and we'll be back in just a moment when the ipc podcast continues this is ipc IPC listeners, this is Joey Mays, intergalactic patron and promoter of my family business, Mays Sandwich Shop. We are proud to be supporting IPC and the endeavors of young, talented individuals like Zach, Ben, and Jake. 
Should you ever find yourself in the area of Reading, Pennsylvania, be sure to stop by May's Sandwich Shop. Started by my grandfather in 1947, currently owned by my father and operated by my sister and me, May's Sandwich Shop has been serving delicious food to the greater Westlawn area for over 70 years. If you ever do visit, be sure to tell them IPC sent you. We're continuing this episode of the IPC podcast, doing a Netflix party, introducing Ben to the TV show Parks and Recreation. Uh, I'm going to be sending you all the link on channel1138.com here in just a second so that you'll be able to follow along. But uh, while we're getting ready for this new episode, it's going to be season four, episode 11, titled The Comeback Kid. Let's say a quick thank you to the people that helped make this show possible, including people like Joey Mays, Jake Damon, who has already left the program for the night, Rachel Perry, Dan Grievous, Parker Ott, and Carrie Fleming. You guys and girls help keep the lights on for us, and we appreciate it so very much. If you're interested in becoming a patron of the program yourself, be sure to visit ipcpodcast.podbean.com. And be sure to go find us and subscribe to us there or on Google podcasts or apple podcasts or you can find recently released episodes on starwarsunderworld.com so be sure to go check us out on all those places and check us out on social media at ipc podcast on facebook twitter and instagram oh yeah all right so as i mentioned season four episode 11 is gonna be the next episode do you have it booted up buddy i think i'm ready so basically um, we've we've gone through the repercussions of Leslie and Ben's relationship coming to light, and um, he has resigned his political office post, and he's kind of in between jobs. And right around this time, Leslie has decided that she is going to run for an open seat on the city council. So she is in the midst of running the parks department and running a political campaign. And this episode is like right in the thick of things during her political campaign and shows the good, the bad and the ugly of political rallies and grassroots organizations and uh, just a lot of ins and outs about town politics and, and how something like this goes down. And it's quite possibly, in my opinion, one of the funniest episodes of the entire series. I don't mean to overhype it too terribly much, but this episode, season four, episode 11, the comeback kid is possibly one of my favorite episodes of the series. If not, one of my favorite episodes of TV, it's ridiculous how hilarious it gets. Oh my gosh. So if you thought things were zany before, just wait for them to get zany. Now, do you feel like you're ready for this? I think I am. All right. So the comeback kid starts for all of you listening at home in five, four, 
three, two, one. Oh, goody, you're all here. Now, I know I'm not supposed to talk about my campaign in the office, but last night I made a decision about who should be my campaign manager. This is a huge job. This is going to require a lot of late night one-on-one -on -one jam sessions with me, and we're going to bounce ideas off of each other. You're going to have to take calls from me anytime, day or night. Sounds like I a nightmare to Ron. Look at the way he grimaced. Not looking, not looking, not looking. Ann Perkins! Yep. Hey, give it up for Ann. Oh, good choice. Leslie, I don't know the first thing about running a political campaign. Ann, you beautiful tropical fish. You're smart as a whip, and you're cool under pressure. You've resuscitated a human heart in your bare hands. No, I haven't. You haven't? No. You <laughs> you're that good of a nurse. What about Ben? I mean, he ran for mayor at 18 and 1. Ben is poison on my campaign. Our relationship is the reason why my advisors pulled out. I... Anne, don't listen to your head or your heart. Just look at my eyes and say yes. So okay. she had some professional advisors, and then when the scandal broke, they dropped out. But she still wants to run. I don't want to have this conversation again. Again, you just hired me eight seconds ago. Wow, you're doing a really bad job. great theme William, song Elizabeth. <laughs> it's it's too catchy what are you are you coming to see me uh there's her former advisors actually no sorry we weren't here to see you we've been meeting with other potential candidates for city council oh really so my campaign ends and just like that you find someone else and run theirs yes that's our job <laughs> i know good luck <laughs> but, uh, I just so had meeting with sarcastic my board, so dry and they're I love brilliant it. and amazing they're real killers Leslie, I tried to make ramen in the coffee pot and I broke everything. Thank you, Andy. I'll be right in. <laughs> well, uh, good luck, Leslie. Honestly. Well, we don't need luck. We are a rocket ship. We are relaunching and we're going to blast past your cannon. Oh, they're gone. It's true. I no longer have highly trained professional campaign managers. So what? Are most murders committed by highly trained professional assassins? No. They're committed by friends and coworkers. <laughs> that analogy was way better in my head. Really Champion? 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 Oh my gosh, there you are, puppy. <laughs> that boy. is a three-legged dog. <laughs> Champion. Because he's the dog world champion. Okay, I have to ask this. I'm sorry, but how many legs did that dog have when you found him? <laughs> <laughs> he can do more with three legs than most dogs can do with four. Except for digging. He's really bad at digging. And we remember what you said about making decisions in the house. You want to be involved. We get that. So you just say the word, and Champion goes back to the pound where he can be put down and killed forever. I'm not gonna send a three-legged dog to his death. Yes. But I'm also not gonna take care of him for you. Well, it would be nice if you helped a little. Because unlike you, Andy and I have jobs. <laughs> Cruel. Ouch. Oh. So Leslie Ouch. and I have come up with the theme. So fun fact. Campaign I have a three-legged cat. Comeback kid. Oh. And she's Everyone right over there. Story. You can't see her. Robert Downey Jr. Terminator said, I'll be back. And he was. Also making a comeback. Please tell me your cat's name is not Tripod. Well, well, well. Look who's ahead of the curve. It I would be joking. if I had my way. So but <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so the rally is going to be held tomorrow at the Our buddy Armando de Erco has one of the most amazing related stories in history. That was champion. Oh my god, sorry. Bad dog. Yes, everything's fine with the rental. Ron, you're constructing the stage? Yes, ma'am. Leslie wanted to hire a contractor to build a stage. I don't want to paint with a broad brush here, but every single contractor in the world is a miserable, incompetent thief. <laughs> That's a pretty broad brush that he's painting with. Um, as someone who's been involved in, with building a house, I don't disagree. So, uh, how you been? How you doing? How are you? Great, actually. I'm just learning how to make a calzones. Or, as you Americans like to say, calzones. You want one? No, I find calzone fatty and unnecessary. So, you've hit a bit of a rough path, <laughs> and I can't. So, I just. The way he looks at him. Okay. Chris, honestly, I'm great. I'm just exploring whatever fun activity pops into my brain. Like, check this out. I'm teaching myself how to do claymation videos. Isn't this just so cool? <laughs> Chris so looks cool. at him like ben what? is massively depressed. And he needs my help. You look like a real campaign manager. <laughs> oh, thanks. That's because I Googled campaign manager and noticed that they wear a lot of dark colors. See, there's more things to look at on the internet besides naked guys, Ann. What? <laughs> I need a team campaign manager. Okay, Pistol Pete DeCilio will be here in five minutes. I still can't believe that you got him. Anne got local hero Pistol Pete DeCilio to endorse me at the rally. In 1992, Pistol Pete's last second dunk against Eagleton High clinched a comeback victory for the Pawnee Central Drunken Savages. Team mascot later changed. Akash, buddy, <laughs> the of course Drunken you Savages. You're the best what a name. Pawnee. But here's my question. Oh my Do your carpets match your drapes? <laughs> How do you make any event classy on a budget? Red carpet. My entire apartment is red carpet. On top of that, leading into my bedroom, a second red carpet. Oh, what's this in my shoes? Ugh. Oh, gee. Red carpet and <laughs> Everywhere I go, I'm walking. But does that, like, carpet. surprise you at all? That he's got red carpet insoles? Is there enough room for everyone? Oh, Here, sit on my lap. No, that's humiliating. Can I at least sit on Andy's lap? No, that's champion spot. He called it. Tom, we're already late. I'll be a man and sit on that girl's lap. Yes, sir. <laughs> Be a man. Sit on her lap. Hi, Pete Decilio. We can call you Pistol, right? I prefer Pete. Oh, okay, got it. I'm Leslie Nope. Hi. We overlapped a year at Pawnee Central. You probably remember my voice from the morning announcements. This is my campaign manager, Ann Perkins. Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. Come on in. Oh, thanks. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. <laughs> Anne is killing it. My campaign team is unstoppable. This rally is Look at how awesome. on top of the world she oh my feels. God. I'm feeling it. I'm going to break dance. Just keep that in mind. Hey. Leslie? Uh, um. Honey. Thank God. Um. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jimmy is a way better kisser than you are, babe. Uh. Yes, he is. He's even a better kisser than me. Here, try some. Oh. Okay, stop it. He's drooling on me. Oh. Uh -oh. This is unsafe. <laughs> Oh, we should do it for the kids. Kids love it, Ron. <laughs> this is unsafe. You can tell they're actually in a truck. They're actually doing it. Oh, yeah. This is in the set. Oh, look, the police even love it. They're sirening back to us. Oh, that's awesome. I was going to tell them that we heard them. Heard you, bud. And then you come out we and dunk the ball. And you say voting for Leslie Nope is a slam dunk. You can still dunk, right? 
Oh, I can. But I won't. Sorry? Look, everywhere I go, everybody always wants me to talk about that dunk and that game. It feels like I'm living in the past. Well, the past is great. The jitterbug, stagecoaches, Herman Munster. Look, Wesley, I read up on you. You've done great so stuff random. for our park system. She's trying too hard. As Peter DeCilio, regional distributor for Derwin Hamloves. But if this is about who I was... Or oh, Hamloves? I'm not here. Let's not talk about dunking anymore. Let's talk about what you want to do. Okay. I think you want to dunk. I'm not going to dunk the ball. <laughs> <laughs> so manipulative. I've been operating heavy machinery since I was eight years old. Now, I respect you and your service to this town and your country, but what laws are we breaking exactly? Well, you got four people in the front seat. Nobody's wearing a seatbelt. You were speeding and blasting your horn through the hospital zone. The rear of the vehicle's open, the breeze has been falling out, and you don't have a commercial license to drive a truck. Okay. Well, we have a philosophical difference on what constitutes a law. I need to see your hands. <laughs> What constitutes a law? Oh my god, April, that's horrible. Where are you? My mother's butt. Really? That's really helpful. Let me talk to her. <laughs> April, just <laughs> My mother's butt. Leslie. That's helpful. Do not make any trouble. Sit tight. I'm on my way. Whoa, you just hung up on her? She'd already hung up on me. Okay, I'm gonna go down there and get her <laughs> because men in uniform love me. You have to get Pistol Pete to make that shot. Okay, but if I don't, it's no big deal, right? You'll just make your speech. He's our surprise headliner. The whole town loves him. I'm polling at 1%. He must dunk Anne. Do whatever it takes. No, anything short of sexual favors. What? I do not. I repeat, I do not want you to tempt him with sexual favors. I wasn't going to. Okay, that's where I draw the line. Although I am a little offended that you wouldn't do that. Go. Right. So, Ben, why Cazone? Glad you asked, Chris. No, there's fast food hamburgers, there's fast food Mexican, there's fast food Chinese, blah, blah, blah. Have you ever wondered why there isn't a fast food option for Italian food? What about pizza? Pizza? Never heard of it. That's what people will be saying in 20 years, because pizza <laughs> is old news, Chris. Poor Chris, he's pizza trying to be supportive, but he's also very confused. What I'm talking about is a portable, delicious meal that is its own container. It's a whole new spin on Italian fast casual dining. Amazing. Now, you of all people like this, I'm going to use low-fat ingredients. Game changer. And I will call my new Italian fast casual eatery the Locale Calzone Zone. That idea is literally the greatest idea I have ever heard in my life. That idea is terrible. <laughs> they broke about 50 laws, no? And that that is such a great idea. That, that idea is terrible. Oh. <laughs> Look, I could sit here and fill out all the paperwork, but you and I both know that you'd rather go home to Deborah, have a nice home-cooked meal, and do what comes naturally. It's not appropriate. Well, That's not appropriate. I'm, <laughs> I'm in the middle of a campaign rally, and, and, and this is my team. I need them, please. Fine, but unless one of you has a commercial license, you can't take that truck. It would just mean so much to us. I mean, you're a living legend. They still air that game every Friday night on cable access. Yeah, well, being a living legend is sort of a double-edged sword. Everybody in this town still calls me Pistol. Tell me more about that, Peter. I mean, yes, that, that dunk, it made me famous. But sometimes... Sometimes life dunks you. <laughs> hey, man, you want to go for a jog? Just sort of kick out the cobwebs, get some endorphins going? Oh, no thanks, Chris. Kind of tearing this claymation video a new one right now. 
You know, Ben, I really think you need to take a step back here. I think getting some perspective would be good. What are you talking about? I've known you a long time, and right now, you need help. With my claymage? With your life. <laughs> oh, dear. Wildly, insanely depressed. Depressed? I'm the furthest thing from depressed. I mean, look at what I've accomplished. Do you see him? Do you think a depressed person could make this? <laughs> no. That's all we can fit in here. Oh, no problem. This is going to be fine. We're all going to be fine. Because the team is still together, and there's nothing the team can't do. Wait, I think Champion has to go to the bathroom. Oh, he shall do it in the car. Answer your phone. <laughs> That's what life is like. He shall do it in the car. Of course, my father, he was more stick than carrot when it came to matters of discipline. I'm sorry, but the Ben Wyatt that I know, I just don't think he'd be happy sitting here faffing around. I'm not faffing around. I've sunk myself into my hobbies. Here, I'll show you my claymation project. Okay, now I've been working pretty hard. Oh, on this. man. This, really this scene right here bad, okay? is how I discovered the band R.E.M., I thought that was really, really cool. I, I, I emailed Leslie two days ago, and I compared it to Avatar, Chris. And how can it not be longer? Okay, look, what you're feeling right compared now is Compared it to Avatar. And shame. But we are going to get through this. Oh, my gosh. Okay, no word from Anne. April, I need a status report. How's it looking out there? Perfect, but just one thing. It's not a basketball court anymore. It's a nice skating rink. Wait, what? Why? What happened? Stupid guy called to book this place and tell me they took off the basketball floor for a hockey game. Or maybe he did tell me, but he was so stupid and boring that I wasn't listening. And either way, it was his fault because he was stupid and I hated him. Ron, how's the stage coming? <laughs> well, since we had to jettison the bulk of the wood, this is the biggest I could make it. Oh my god. <laughs> what happened to the rest of my face? We had to jettison most of the poster too, but I kind of like it because windows are the eyes to the house. Wow. I love Ron says jettison and then he said and then Andy goes jettison. Who is a piece of work. I actually think he did the best he could for a single father, but I may be too close to the situation. Anyway, the important thing is that he's here. Good. Is he gonna dunk for me? I'm not sure. I couldn't hear through all the crying. He's crying? No, I was crying. It's been a stressful day. He's had a really rough life. Oh my god. We should cancel it, right? Maybe we should cancel it. Jerry, you were in charge of getting a crowd. Please tell me that you pulled a Jerry and no one's here. Okay, well, first of all, I don't like it when you guys use that term. For the record, <laughs> I came through. There are almost a hundred people out there. Oh, damn it, Jerry. You just had to do your job, didn't you? Yeah, I can't do anything wrong, Jerry. <laughs> I've been looking at our utter and complete lack of experience as a positive thing, but I'm starting to think it might actually be a problem. Oh, dear. Here we go. Okay, guys, everybody listen up. Here we go. I just wanted to say thank you. You've all volunteered your time, and no matter what, I am eternally grateful for it. Now, I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to announce the relaunch, and I'm going to muddle through this thing as best I can. You should all leave, 
And when this thing's over, I'll meet you at the nearest bar. That would be Hurley's. Oh, it's karaoke tonight. <gasps> no, yes. no, nice. no, guys, no. We're not leaving, okay? We're the reason Leslie's in this mess. It's our mess. We're gonna stay here and we're gonna go out there as a team. Or we go as a team to Hurley's. No, Anne's right. We're a team. We're all going out together. Let's give this crowd a show. <laughs> Here it goes. One of my favorite pieces of television ever. afford enough premium carpet to get us to the stage. I mean, it was a short walk, but it was pretty luxurious, right? <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Jeez. In heels, on the ice. Everybody smile away. Smile away. <laughs> the eyes on the poster. Leh. <laughs> I'm holding the dog. He is peeing. He is now peeing. And I'm putting him down. No, Ronnie only has three legs. No, 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 <laughs> the song just it just rubs it in. Hey. No. <laughs> Lifting her up. Where <laughs> you go? Drink up, because it has every herb in my herb belt. Oh my god! Oh. Tastes like a belt. <laughs> I know, isn't it awful? But it works wonderfully. Do you admit that you're depressed? How did you know? I didn't even know. The letters to Cleo t-shirt, the unshaven face, the Doc Martens, and your hair does not have that normal, uptight, rigid, inflexible Ben Wyatt sense of fun. You can't hide these things from your friends. I think I'm feeling better. Chris is a good friend. Again. As a loyal Pawnean, I've always been proud of this town. Those eyes. Sorry, my cards got out of order here when they fell. Um, together, we can defeat obese children. <laughs> I'm sure that was something positive originally. I'm sorry. Okay, We're gonna defeat you, obese children. This is just disaster, isn't it? This is the one, this is the worst political event ever in history. Well, um, I can assure you people in the bleachers that if you follow my campaign, it will be interesting. It sure will be. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Pistol Pete, and around here, I'm a Pawnee legend. Look at that. I just wanted to say that I fully endorse Leslie Note. She's got a great team behind her, and a vote for her is a slam dunk. Oh, we nailed it! No, we didn't. 
Ken, my campaign manager and I have made a decision. We have decided to fire the campaign manager. Me. And hire you. But we've talked about this. I don't care if you're poison to my campaign. This team has a lot of heart and zero know-how. You're the only one that can save us. Please be my campaign manager. You know, Leslie, Ben's really been going through something, and he's on a journey, so I don't think he's going to be taking the first I'll job. do it. I'm in. I've done enough exploring. I'm good. Okay, great. And you're fired. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, don't Nobody make out. God. It's making champions sad. Surprise! We felt really bad about the whole dredging up your oh, past geez. just to be publicly humiliated thing. So, cookies and balloons. Thanks, guys. It, that's nice. We feel so bad. Is there anything else we can do? You could let me take you to dinner. Yes, Anne. Yes, you should do that. No, oh, I can't, though, because I'm married. You're not married. Well, she's not married. Uh -oh. This is uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, this is awkward. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I see where you're coming from with that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That was classic. The more you watch it, the more hilarious it gets. Because it's just, it's so zany and so ridiculous. It's just, oh my gosh. So she ends up um, becoming a city councilor, but it takes a lot of work and it's a very narrow victory. And her opponent is Paul Rudd. What? Yeah. Oh my god. Her her political opponent is a very ditzy, very ADD Paul Rudd. That sounds amazing. And it's freaking hilarious. But she ends up winning a city councilor's position and um she's um getting ready to uh get married. And there's a very long process involved in that, but she and Ben eventually do end up getting married. And um, it's a beautiful episode. It's just one we don't have time for, but I highly recommend watching it because mm -hmm. it's super awesome. Uh, but the, this last one that I want to show you is because one of the things that I told you about this, about this show was that they make Star Wars references. Lots. Oh my Lots God. of Star Wars references. There are a lot of Star Wars references that happen over the course of this show. And I'm actually going to show you one of their biggest direct Star Wars references that they do in this whole series. Um, they have some where they make like a Yoda reference or they talk about uh, episode seven directly slash indirectly on several different episodes. Uh, but this one is one of my favorites when it comes to making Star Wars references. has a huge payoff. So we're skipping ahead. Leslie and Ben have gotten married. She's a city councilor now. They're just getting back from their honeymoon. And since she took office, she has been getting a lot of zingers from local tabloids and news parties and stuff like that. And so there's this... Um, there's this luncheon that she goes to in order to um, everybody kind of makes fun of everybody at this luncheon. And uh, let me see if I can get you the link here. There's that. 
da, 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 da. and then uh-huh. gonna send it over to our friends in the chat and stuff here. Uh, Steven, I'm afraid it's not the one with the filibuster, although that one was a finalist. There's there's an episode where somebody uses their um, their filibustering power to discuss their vision for Star Wars Episode Seven, and like the entire filibuster is just talking about Star Wars. Um, oh, that one man. that one is a funny episode, but that is not the episode that I have gone with. Uh, you'll find out just what kind of connection it has to the Star Wars universe, but it'll happen well, towards the tail amazing. end of the episode. We saw- but we're getting short on time, so I'm going to go ahead and jump into it. This is, I want to say, season uh, season 5, episode 15? Yes. You are correct. Season 5, episode 15, Correspondence Lunch. Season 5, episode 15, Correspondence Lunch. And this will be our last episode of the evening before we get into the final bits of festivities, including a barbecue segment that you have been talking up all day. And I'm really curious to uh, to hear about it. So we're going to do this episode, and then we're going to call it, uh, as far as Parks and Rec goes, get Ben's final thoughts, his uh, favorite quotes, and that kind of thing. Um, I have a feeling some of those favorite quotes may end up being in this episode. We shall see. But our last episode of Parks and Rec for the night, Season 5, Episode 15, Correspondence Lunch, starting in 5, 4, 3... Two, one. Saw the bus stop where young Barack Obama used to sit and wait for the bus, theoretically. That's possible. Then we went and visited Honolulu City Hall. <gasps> Shut up. I know. Oh my god, what was it like? It was amazing. Well, it looked amazing, but it was closed. Oh my god, bummer. Okay, <laughs> it's closed. Um, <laughs> we got you an acai tree because the acai berry is a superfood. And a super gift. Donna, we got you some coffee because well, super you said, gift. and I quote, I like my coffee like I like my man, dark, rich, and full-bodied. Yes, indeed. And we got you some very yes. rare Hawaiian fertility tea, guaranteed to help you have a baby. That's so nice. Where'd you find that? Well, the busboy at our restaurant um, told us about a guy who we met in a parking lot, and then he had a backpack full of this stuff, and I'm just realizing now that it's not tea. And I'm going to throw it away. Ron, this <laughs> is the one <laughs> just now realizing it's not tea. us of you when you're at work. A handsome gentleman. We did not forget Jerry. We got Jerry some earbuds and a bag of peanuts and the Skymail catalog. (laughs) Same thing you got me from your Washington. Tom, we got you an autographed portrait of your personal hero. No way! Scott called from Hawaii, Fabo! April, as requested, we threw that box you gave us into that volcano. Thank you. Andy, as you requested, it's got you a <laughs> so mysterious from Target. Thank you. All mine are dirty. Thank you, Hawaii. <laughs> Thank you, Hawaii. Correspondence Lunch. There's so many wonderful, talented journalists here. Also here are some reporters from the Pawnee Sun. Oh, hey, hey. Ooh, yeah, the Pawnee, Pawnee Sun has been giving her trouble. Tabloid, but I don't 
think it's oh, useless. No. I think it's great for housebreaking puppies. Oh. <laughs> I am prepping for the Pawnee Correspondence oh. Lunch. It's an annual affair where the media and the government roast each other. My number one target, the Pawnee Sun. 364 days a year, they rake me over the coals. Today, I take their coals, <laughs> I shove them back down their throats, and I watch their melting flesh drip off their worthless faces. Wow. Okay, I need more Season jokes, people. Ben is having his first day at work, so he cannot help me. So I need you guys to pick up the slack. I have a joke for you. Okay. The government in this town is excellent and uses your tax dollars efficiently. <laughs> That's not really a joke. I disagree. I find it hilarious. I find it hilarious. Hey, Chris, gotta run to a meeting with Ron. Great idea. I'll run to my next meeting. Sorry, the door was open. I wish this office had only walls. Chris broke up with his girlfriend a week ago, and I have decided to ask him to be the father of my baby. Except I cannot work up the nerve to do it. Turns out they don't make greeting cards for asking your ex-boyfriend if he will artificially inseminate you. Actually, Ron, I, I could use your Crazy. advice on so random. blunt and honest. I want my friend to do something for me, and I don't know how to ask him. What do you want him to do? Plant ficuses in my front yard. Grossest metaphor ever. I've seen your house <laughs> have more success if he planted ficuses in your backyard. No, I don't think so. Anyway, what if <laughs> I'm asking too much of him? I ask him for ficuses and he doesn't want to, and then he gets weird about it, and it ruins our friendship. Then plant the damn ficuses yourself. I, I wish that were possible. We are Gauze. so excited to have you. You have closed captioning on, right? All new yes. Which says guffaws in the caption. Is your office. <laughs> this is incredible. And the, look at that art. Ah, yes. Oh, my God. My late husband. He was so decrepit. <laughs> I really like helping. That's a whole story arc that we haven't had a chance to get into yet. But she's an heiress of a candy company that usually gets into more trouble than they're worth. And so... They started a nonprofit in order to try and cover their butts and asked him to be the head of the nonprofit. I love how convoluted it is. Just you talking about it. This is great. Oh, dude. It's insane. And yet it still so works. Yeah. What are you going to do? It's where all the flavor comes from. Oh, would you look at that? There is a smudge. The way he looks at her. All better. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pawnee uh. Correspondence Lunch, where politicians and the media make fun of each other. But if you ask me, you should be making fun of the food. I am not the cook. <laughs> oh, well, well, well. If it isn't Kim Turlando from the Pawnee Sun. Do you happen to have a can opener? Because I'm about to open this on you. Did you make that can of whoop-ass for this exact moment? Yeah, I came prepared. I'd expect nothing less. Good luck with your speech. Well, my speech doesn't need your luck. It needs a Surgeon General's warning because it's so harmful to your health. Oh, look, it has one. That's how ready I am. She's I'm so glad you're prepared. so confident. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk to you for a second? Absolutely. I cannot wait. One second. Excuse me, sir. I think I accidentally got the meat option. 
Yeah, and I got the veggie option. Shauna Mollway? Oh, jeez. My ex-girlfriend? It seems like you and I have a classic mix-em-up. Yeah, fancy meeting you here. This isn't awkward for you, is it? Chris, it's okay. You want to switch? I'm starving. Definitely. Whoa, check out the uh, dicks. You see what I mean? Shauna kind of makes the rounds. Super swamped and I need your help. Pass. You came down here to pass on helping me? Yeah, I wanted to see what your face looked like when I said no. It was totally worth it. Andy, you okay? <laughs> I'm fine. It's just that life is pointless and nothing matters and I'm always tired. Also, Seen that I can't sleep. I'm overeating. None of my old hobbies interest me. Ever since Andy failed the police academy exam, his self-esteem has hit rock bottom. He's always sad and sweaty. He's usually happy and sweaty. I have to pick our first charity by tomorrow. <laughs> usually happy and sweaty. Oh. Can you guys help me sort them out? So you know what? This sweet. sounds like fun. Babe, come on. Let's help him. It'll be fun. Well, it sounds like you guys got it covered. I'm going to head out. I actually have my own charity to tend to. Tommy's Tummy Foundation. Well, they bring me fancy lunches here. If you stay, you can have some. What? Crab? Caviar? <laughs> On behalf like of Tommy's Tummy Foundation, I'm happy to accept this generous donation. Please welcome Kim Trelando. <laughs> well, he looks at the camera like, yep. Thank you, Martin. It's nice to be here among all of these excellent journalists. And also the people that work with me over at the Pawnee Sun. <laughs> Damn it. That was my opener. Now, I love working at the Sun, okay? I know you all think it's just a useless tabloid, but it's not. It is great for housebreaking puppies. <laughs> oh my God, those were my jokes. Uh-oh. She's stealing my jokes. Some people say that the Sun has a problem with the truth. There's no problem, we just ignore it. <laughs> oh. Jerry, stop laughing, those are stolen jokes. Totally dead. What am I gonna do? Ah! Oh, just opened up a can of whoop ass on myself. <laughs> Open a can of whoop ass. A horse and buggy. No, no, no. Uh, that wasn't a joke. I actually did. That also was not a joke. Ron, Kim told all my jokes, all of them. She must have gotten a copy of my speech. Did anybody lose their copy? Nope. Right here. Mine's right Jerry. Go stand in the corner and think about what you've done. And no dessert. I need new material, and it needs to be great, and it needs to knock people on their butts, and it needs to transcend the genre of roast comedy. Perkins, go. Oh, wow. Um, wow, that's okay, a lot so of pressure. Kelson and Milton is old, right? And he's wearing a green tie. So, like, maybe there's something there where, like, he went to school with his high school buddies that were dinosaurs, and his tie is green, and they're green. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're too beautiful to be funny. It's not your fault. You never had to compensate for anything. The rest of you ugly nerds need to give me some jokes stats. Ben? Ben? Yeah, Andy. I think I might have found something that's actually pretty cool. Okay, we'll just put it aside and I'll read it later. No, Andy found it and he's gonna tell you about it right now. Go, babe. Uh, it's the Redwood Music Program. It's an after-school music class for at-risk kids. It'll keep them off the street. Oh. And the streets, as you know, are dangerous. Uh, example, I fell in a sewer grate once. I was there all day. In conclusion, <laughs> we cannot let our children live in the sewer any longer. Redwood Music Program, go. Your Honor, amen. 
That's a great idea. Amen. Amen. And she claps for him. Tom? She's being so supportive. Um, yeah. I got a good one. Oh, and here comes Tom half-assing it. Foundation. That's my pick. They provide legal assistance to the KKK. This is your pick. Heard <laughs> <laughs> Happily is here today. Or as Perd would say, my name is Perd Happily, and the person I see here today is me. <laughs> Everyone seems to be laughing now. Do you see what is happening with Chris and Shauna? They are flirting like crazy. That's another element that I haven't gotten to introduce you to yet. The stupid TV reporter who makes ridiculous claims and... Good is God. like the most the basic reporter. In your front oh, he's gonna wait till he was single to ask him. Now he's flirting with Sean again. What do I do? It's been nice talking to you. What? Maybe I should just. <laughs> it's been nice talking I'm to you. Borat. What? There's one, but I need to do someone that no one has heard before. Like I don't know, Nev Campbell. What is Nev Campbell? Also, have you noticed how Donna's hair has evolved over the seasons? Someone tell me what Nev Campbell sounds like. Just give it short and get the hell out of there. Oh, I love her hair in these seasons. The first couple of seasons, it was like, what? Oh, no, I forgot I did this. Jump. Strap on no. your adult diapers, everyone, because you're about to wet yourself from laughter. Give it up for Leslie Nope. What's up, honey? <laughs> he claps from the corner. Borat. Well, that's my time. They're giving me the light. So, uh, I did great. Thank you, Leslie Nope. You know what they say, drama is hard, and sometimes comedy is not in our wheelhouse. Tom, you have to run that right oh, now? Man. Oh, no, Ben, these movies will just blend themselves. Okay. I think I have our winner. It's called Rural AmbuCare. They want to buy an ambulance for people who live far away from the hospital. Ambulances are dumb. When has an ambulance ever helped anyone? What about Andy's music thing? Well, this is a great service. It'll help a lot of needy people. Oh. Oh. He's got, like, tears in his eyes. He's spiraling. The car. It's hot in here, a little sweaty. Well, I'm terribly disappointed, but I'm sure the doctors or giraffes or... Whatever you decided to help, he'll be thrilled with the whatever you decided to, whatever. I'm outie. Great job, team. What? Ever since Andy failed the police exam, he's been really depressed. Picking out a dumb charity is the most excited he's been in weeks. You're so selfish. Selfish? I'm running a charity. Oh, it's all about what you're doing, isn't it? Classic Ben. <laughs> Sorry. Great work today. Christopher, Christopher, it's like your furry toes. <laughs> Hilarious. I have a question for you. It's something very important, which is what oh. is your spirit animal? Jaguar, why do you ask? Doing a survey. Well, survey completed, so take her easy. That sounds accurate. You didn't ask me, but if you had, the answer I would have given is doggy. Chris, Ann wants to ask you something right now. Go, Ann. In front of Perd? Yes, no more delays. Go. I want to have a baby. Will you be the sperm donor? 
the story of this situation is it's extremely personal. Take it over, bye. <laughs> oh, heard. Permission to leave the corner. Denied. But look, I did not lose your speech after all. I forgot. I put it in my shoe for safekeeping. It's a little moist, but it is still here. Well, then how did you get the speech? A little moist. A little moist. The son has been one step ahead of me for months. They knew that Kernstons withdrew its sponsorship of the Commons before I even announced it. They asked me about the sewage eruption in Ransett Park right after Ron emailed me about it. And Kim asked me if I liked the first season of Army Wives just moments after Netflix did. The Pawnee Sun hacked my phone. <laughs> I've been hacked! Okay, smashing your phone won't stop hacking. It's also my phone. Jerry, quiet! This is serious. Well, the police said they were going to launch an investigation to see whether or not I was hacked, but it's very complicated and it could take up to a month. There is nothing more disgusting than an invasion of privacy, and I should know. I've had many women steal my undershirts. I have a press conference about the Pawnee Commons in two hours, so I need to go <laughs> so through every email that I've ever sent, ever. I need to know what they might use against me. You can't hack into a typewriter. That's all I have to say. Can it, Unabomber? This is an emergency. <laughs> Unabomber. Mm, brother. Right, you wanted to talk to me, or... Probably not. I mean, I don't even want to talk to me. No, I wanted to talk to you. Oh, I just wanted to thank you so much for your help, Andy. Sorry we didn't wind up choosing the after-school music programs. It's just... I totally get it. The music program would be effective, but the ambulance is going to help people right now who are in trouble and probably look good in the media. Yeah, that's exactly right. Your morning tea, Mr. White. Imagine all the money you could save if you didn't have to pay for this expensive stuff. Am I right? You could help like a zillion more charities. Yeah, that's... Also exactly right. Seemed like I should have thought of that. Well, let me tell you something else that's interesting, Ben. What? I farted five minutes ago. Didn't even smell it to the snow. That's how tight. <laughs> Anyhow, later days, dudes. Moments of brilliance and then moments of ridiculous. So far, there's a top ten Ben's butt 2012 slideshow. You emailed it to Ben and Anne and the Huffington Post. Yeah, I'm not embarrassed by that. Who is Toto Toadfoot? You wrote him an email about riding your dragons to Pelennor Fields and signed it Dimpled Broad Belt of Buckland. Yes, that's been in my fantasy Lord of the Rings pen pal letters. I am a little embarrassed by that. Here's one to me. And it just says, <laughs> thanks. You're welcome. Oh, great. I got a new email about the parking lot at the Pawnee Commons. I keep getting emails all the time. I have to do well at this press conference, Donna! Listen, Freaky. Every single one of my boyfriends has tried to hack into my email. I got an idea. Everybody out. Sorry. Oh, and Perkins, I see you behind that attractive purse. You haven't returned any of my calls. Yeah, that's because uh, I'm mortified. I'm so sorry that I was so weird and blunt. I am touched and honored that you would even consider me to be the father of your child. And I'm glad that you came right out and said it. I mean, if we're really considering this, then we have to start at a place of complete honesty. You're right. And I'll start now. You are a great specimen. That's a terrible choice of words. If my baby turned out to be anything like you, I'd be lucky. Can I have just a little bit of time to think about it? Of course, yes. Take as much time as you want. Or maybe just like a couple days, because I'm getting antsy and I'm ovulating on Thursday, so chop chop. Ooh. No pressure. Pants. Oh boy. 
tell you, Ron, you were absolutely and totally right. I know. Stop talking and get out. Yep. <laughs> yep. The Redneck Ambulance <laughs> is a great choice. We can release a publicity shot of a bucktooth hayseed taking medicine for the first time in his life. We can figure out the photo later. Oh, I forgot. It's Fondue Friday. Yay! Yeah. Also, as president of the foundation, I'm making a few changes. I'm giving up this office and no more visits from a masseuse or fancy lunches. It's way out of hand. Sweetie, all the money we spend on the foundation is tax deductible. I know, and it's a huge waste of money. I mean, there's plenty of cheap office space around. And I have an idea for how to use some of the money we'll save. <laughs> Get yourself a matching nude portrait. I can call the painter. Please don't. Oh, jeez. First, I'd like you all to check under Please your don't. chairs. I think you might be surprised Here we go. excited by what you find. Here we go. This is the Star the Wars payoff, dude. Here we go. The EPA has recently reviewed our... Get ready, everybody. ...and they determined that we achieved, and I quote, minimal acceptable standards. So... Not too shabby. Uh, Councilwoman, nope. You've claimed construction will take 18 months, but a source tells me it will be much longer. I would, I would deny that report. I've also learned that the EPA found midi-chlorians in the soil. How serious is that exactly? It's very serious, Kim. It's almost as serious as email hacking, which is what you have been doing to me for weeks. <gasps> I really thought you guys would gasp there. That is a baseless accusation. Midi-chlorians are a fictional substance found in the blood of Jedi Knights from the movie Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, which, side note, was a terrible movie and almost destroyed the franchise, according to my husband. But that is neither here nor there. The point is, I sent... <laughs> according to my husband, <laughs> nope, ...the fake email about the EPA finding midi-chlorians an hour ago as a trap into which you have fallen. Well, I have never seen Star Wars because... I was too busy hooking up with guys, unlike you losers. <laughs> oh, you want to compare numbers, Terlando? Get to stepping. I would just like to point out that Kim Terlando <laughs> stole all of my jokes from the Pawnee Correspondence Lunch, and they were great jokes. So I spent the whole night writing new ones. Lucky for you, let's get started. I'm very excited to be here. You know who else is excited to be here? Nev Campbell. What a great party of five. All right, thank you, guys. The point is, I could use someone to help me at the foundation <laughs> as a part-time assistant, but also an idea man. Might I suggest Tom? He loves ideas. Also a man. What? No. Candy, also I also a man. man. <laughs> is not Tom. Then who is it? Well, he is uh, sitting right here in this courtyard. Do you even know? Oh him? my God, Andy, it's you. I think you may have a knack for charitable giving. Will you come work for me? Uh oh, what's happening? <laughs> oh. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, how was that payoff for you? Oh my gosh, that was so. That was so good. I. I think I had heard about that at some point, but I completely forgot about it, and that's just <laughs> perfect. Like it blends the show with Star Wars just so impeccably well. The EPA found midi chlorians in in your dirt. How serious is that? Oh, it's very serious. <laughs> 
and and it really it really could trip someone up if you did it right. Like it feels like something you're like, yeah, of course you could you could you could trick someone with midi chlorines in the dirt. Oh, easily, easily. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, dude, that's that's your your first taste of Parks and Recreation. Do you do you feel a hunger for more after all that? Absolutely, I want to fill in the gaps now because I, I feel like I've seen a whole like little story arc here with you know interconnected episodes, seeing where characters end up and where they go, and uh, yeah, I am intrigued. You you got me, you got me hooked. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're not gonna play like an actual quote of the night unless you really really want to. I I feel like what we just watched is kind of just one big quote. Right, of the night. that that was kind of my train of thought. But was there any quote from this series that you just watched that kind of stood out to you that like made you laugh more than others? Oh man, um, the depressed Andy, the but life is pointless and everything, <laughs> <laughs> just staring cool. out the window. That's classic there's a there's a lot of corona people that are sharing that meme people that are quarantined yeah i think it's very timely yeah. now it feels like a quote that someone would say and that that episode from uh that episode about the flu was also very pertinent to our current situation as well so You're almost two on the nose man that was close a little bit just a little tiny bit uh, close to home so uh i don't know if we're gonna give like scores for five episodes of a tv series but maybe we we do like a Parks and Rec revisited when you finished it and like come back and take a look yeah. at what our what our thoughts are on the series as a whole. But um, do you have any final thoughts on it before we go to barbecue? Um, I like I said, I really enjoyed it. I think it's it's right up my alley humor wise. You know, it's definitely it's just a hilarious show. And I, I knew that. I mean, it's no secret. I mean, I've seen enough memes and clips and stuff like that to know, like, oh, my gosh, this is right. Because like, I, I just, you know, I love crazy characters and they're so different. You got Ron, you got Andy and all these things. They just play off each other so well. And, you know, and it really it's it's underrated acting. I think people don't think of, oh, this is great acting. It's in a sitcom or whatever, but, like, it is. Like, it takes really great actors to pull off and comedic timing and all the stuff has to fall right into place, and it's underappreciated, and this show just nails it at every corner. Oh, man, you have no idea. <laughs> you've got you've got seven seasons worth of material to watch now. Oh, man. I'm, I'm excited. Like, please, 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 if and when you do like take time out of your busy schedule to watch this like maybe shoot me the occasional update so i know where you're at and what you just saw and what you thought of it yeah like this yeah. is not the end of the road for me i feel like this is just the beginning but yeah that's all it, it is it is gonna be it's gonna be fun like there's there's certain stuff that i didn't show you there's certain storylines that you have no clue about that i can't wait for you to dive into um there, there, there's one storyline that that threads through this whole series about a town-wide obsession of a mini horse. Little Sebastian, I've heard. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's just it's stuff like that that's just so crazy. It's so so crazy. And speaking of crazy, you told me earlier today that you had a really crazy 
food-related story that you wanted to share with us tonight. And uh, we want to get into that because we have one other item of business to do after that. Barbecue isn't the last segment of the evening, actually. So um, we do have one more item of business after we discuss barbecue that we hope that you guys stick around for. But we got to get this taken care of as well. So ladies and gents, get out your hashtags if you got them with you. If you're listening live, put them in the chat. If you're not listening live, put them on social media. I mentioned earlier in the program, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at IPC Podcast. So be sure to get out those hashtags now, because it's time for another rousing edition of Hashtag BBQ Watch. Barbecue. 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 Alrighty, so as I was saying, so this 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 story. And I'll try to make it quick because I know it's getting late, guys. It's getting really late. And, and, but I, I felt the need to, to share this being the situation that we're all in. This ties right in with the whole virus thing. And, but it has nothing to do with barbecue. <laughs> but hey, hey, I feel like at this point we can just let it all go at this point. And, and, and sometimes barbecue watch isn't just encompassing barbecues. So, uh, um, this one is about Olive Garden. Olive Garden. Okay. Yes. So, Tell. um, as, as everybody is doing nowadays, it's, it's everywhere you go, literally everywhere you go, it's takeout only. People are, you know, capitalizing, especially bigger restaurants like Olive Garden are, are, are uh, you know, they're capitalizing on their to-go orders and stuff like that. And I've seen and I've steakhouses that are doing to-go orders just so they stay in business. Yeah, you, you got to adapt to survive, and people are – everyone's doing it nowadays. Yep. So it's funny. We had just – me and my family, we'd just gotten uh, away from our local taco place, which I love, and had it eat in the car because, of course, their dining room was closed. Um, so we just gotten do, done doing that, and then we're driving around, and we're like, hey – there's the local Olive Garden. We're going to drive by there and see what their deal is as far as, like, we want to, like, plan on another night doing Olive Garden takeout. That would be fun. And we pull up to the the front door, just kind of sidle up alongside. This is this is 9 o'clock at night, something like that. At least it's around closing time for them. We're assuming they're closed or whatever. Obviously, they're not letting anybody, anybody in. And so we just pull up and... Immediately, employees with giant like like crates of food come rushing out of the building and go, "Hey, hey, here's your food. Where do you want it?" Uh, and we're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! What's what's going on here? Like, we didn't order anything. We were just dropping by to see what's going on." Yes, you did. You totally ordered that food. Yes. <laughs> so we're like, "No, no, no. We're sorry." Like, and and they start to explain that we've been waiting on these people for like an hour. They've ordered food. No one has come to show up, and we just want to go home, and we want to get rid of this food. Oh, they've been waiting so, on one customer. They've been holding it open on that one person. And this is a huge order of food. This is like 80 to to 100 bucks worth of Olive Garden food, pasta, drinks, 
breadsticks wow. the works. Everything. And they're like, well, we want to go home. We want to get rid of this. So how about we make you a deal? How about we give you this 80 bucks worth of food for like half off? And you take it, and we go home, and you go home, and we're happy. Hmm. And we start, like, we're, like, co-home, and we're like, um, we didn't expect this, but this sounds awesome. They're tar- and this is, like, this is someone else's order that they specifically, there's, there's three cheese ziti pasta, there's chicken alfredo, there's chicken tenders for kids, there's four drinks, there's, yes. you know, there's soup, there's all kinds of stuff. Huge. And I'll try to send you a picture of this. This is huge stuff. And they're like, we'll, we'll get you. And we're like, what kind of soup is it? Like, oh, it's this soup. We'll get you any kind of soup you want. Like, well, they're like very accommodating. Like, they're like, if that's a deal breaker, this is fine. Like, we'll just, we'll just, we'll take care of you. So we're like, um, okay, <laughs> just go yes. ahead and do it. So they bring out one crate and another crate and another crate. And they load up our car with this gigantic thing of food of Olive Garden. And I'm sending you the picture right now. It's gargantuan. And so the moral of the story is that we got like a, a, like a f- food for an army, which is just three people in my family. Right. So obviously this is a lot. We've been eating on this for like three days oh. now, and it's still here. Like it's still a week's worth for me alone easily. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's insane. And it's really good. It's fantastic. And I'm going to send you a picture right now. I couldn't figure out how to get my phone. This is a whole table's worth of food. Oh, saying. my gosh. And you're talking about there's oh like my. several things of chicken chicken Alfredo. There's CD. There's big containers of broccoli. There's soup. Five, like, there's breadsticks. Side items. There's four drinks in the back. Two to-go boxes in the back corner. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten side items that I see. Yeah. Like, and, and think about this. Everything that you normally get at Olive Garden, when you get, like, you get the salad, you'll get the breadsticks, you'll get the Parmesan cheese, you'll get the side orders. Everything is to go, packed up to go. Even freaking thousand Andes mints. I've been eating Andes, I've been eating my weight in Andes mints for the past two days. Like, it's insane. I love Andy's mints, man. <laughs> They're good, but I'm a little tired of I them freaking now. love Andy's mints, and I love breadsticks. I haven't had an Olive Garden breadstick in like two years or something. Mostly because Olive Garden is kind of like a, either a family place or a date kind of place, and I uh, really haven't been in the dating scene all that much, and I live alone now, mm. so I don't really go to dinner with my family as much as I used to. So I, I just don't end up there as often as I would probably like to because I like Italian food. But have, it is it is Olive Garden is a production. It's a whole thing. Oh, easily. There. But but you can bring the production home sometimes, especially when you just stumble into a gargantuan amount of food like we did. Man, and you got all that for like forty bucks? Like half off. Like half of it was basically for free. Like we like more food than we could possibly eat. Man. And we had already eaten that night. So I didn't even eat anything that night. I'm like, I can't eat. I just had four tacos. I can't do Goodness this. Goodness gracious. First of all, I love the chicken pasta. Like, that looks awesome. 
it's big really old pile I'm, I'm a i'm a huge alfredo person anyway so same yeah. dude same my sister made this great sauce uh the other day she came over with her fiance for supper last night i think and she took marinara sauce and actually blended it with alfredo and made like a like like a creamy cheesy pink sauce that was like part tomato part alfredo and it was so good Nice. So, so good. Well, dude, I love Italian food. And if we didn't have a barbecue segment, we'd have an Italian watch, probably. <laughs> that, is a, that is a crazy story. I, but it's also cool because, like, you guys got something out of it. The employees got to go home. It, mm-hmm. all, it all worked out eventually, I guess. Win-win situation, I think. No, that's, that's very true. Very, very true. Well, that's a cool segment, but as I mentioned, it is not the uh, final segment that we have for this evening. Uh, We've done this on the show before when we have paid our respects to someone along the lines of Robin Williams or Sir Christopher Lee, uh, celebrities that have just unfortunately left this world too soon. And uh, unfortunately, we we have the, the business of having to say goodbye to somebody much closer to us than that. Uh, For those of you who have listened to this show for any amount of time, you know that our buddy George listens to this program without fail. Uh, Every week, he's always listening live on channel1138.com. He's always sending us messages uh, through Facebook or through um, personal chats, always keeping in touch with what's going on in the IPC world. And... um, this week, uh, we got to hear a little bit about what's going on in George's world. And uh, he's actually with us this evening for this final segment as we um, pay respects to somebody that's a little bit closer to us than a celebrity. Uh, George, I'm, I'm going to give the floor to you, dude. This is, this is your moment. This is your time. This is, this is your loss. We're just here to agree with you, my friend. I don't know what to say, guys. Um, it's been one clusterfuck of a week. Excuse my French. I mean, it's it's. Um, I'm still numb. My, because my wife Diana, um, passed away last Thursday afternoon. At 4.30 p.m. PST from um, what we know now is possible pneumonia. She um, she was having, she was, it was bronchial pneumonia in her, in her upper chest. And uh, I had um, gotten... She was getting ready to go go to the hospital for a breathing treatment, and um, she um, <clears throat> she um, happened to um, you know she was getting ready to go and stuff, and she, and it, and her breathing was really labored, and she uh, was trying to get ready and stuff to go to the hospital for a breathing treatment. And she came back to the, to the house. She was getting, she was getting ready to leave in the car and 
in in the car and she came back to the house because she was look because she left without her purse and this was at like 315 330 um and so she sat down on the on the couch sat down on the, on the couch right in back of me and um i had um i had um, I I was doing some other stuff around here, and then I went to the kitchen to get something, and then when I came back, I noticed that her head was collapsed on the back of the couch, and she was she wasn't breathing, and. So I slapped her really hard a couple of times to try to wake her up and try to get her to breathe. And there was no way, um, there was no way I was going to, I was going to try to, I was going to try to get her, I was going to try to get her down on the ground so I could do CPR on her. But there was no way I, I couldn't have gotten her out, gotten her out of, off the couch. She was, um, she weighed about a little over, a little under 200 pounds, or a little under, a little over, or a little bit under 300 pounds at the time, I guess. I don't know. I'd have to check with the coroner to see how much she weighed or whatever when they, when they finally did the autopsy. But it's when, 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 so I called 911 and I told him, I says, I've got an emergency here. I, I can't, um, I, I can't get my wife to wake up she's not breathing and they they i said i needed an ambulance and to to get him here as quick as possible and when they got there it was it was only like maybe five minutes and they were here and you know this was like at quarter to four and by that time you know they had our you know they had gotten her out of uh you know they had pulled her off the couch and, and under the floor behind, and under the living room floor behind me, or um, it was I, I was back in the kitchen, and they had pulled her off the couch and laid her flat in front of the couch to work on her, and she, they, and you know they they were applying the the defibrillator and and clot you know clot clot busting drugs to help her heart start again and all of that and it and it didn't work to know it, it there was there was nothing more they could do they worked worked on her for over a half an hour and she but there was nothing they could do um she died in front of me she died right in front of me <laughs> and she died at 4 30 p.m PST um Thursday afternoon and this last week this last five days has been such a fucking blur I can't even tell you for I those can't. of you here who are married please 
hug your husbands and your wives if you have them. Because if you don't, you will never get the chance to again if this happens to you. Especially now with the COVID thing going around. Thank God that I happen to get. I happened to talk to the coroner tonight, today, earlier today, and earlier this afternoon. As this earlier this afternoon, as a matter of fact, and he said that they did do a test. They did do the COVID, a COVID test on her to find out if she did have COVID, and she did not. It was negative. But that is a relief. I know, but. It doesn't help me out very much because I, sure. because I just she was here. I need her here, and she's not here anymore. Doesn't make it any. No, I, I, I'm not. You know, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it's like this whole COVID thing had her scared. Because she she was afraid to go to the hospital because she was afraid of getting more sick than she already was. But you know, it, it's I, I I don't know. I'm 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 lost right now. I feel like I'm just so out of it right now. I, right, I don't right. I, right. I, I don't mean to be no dude. a blubbering mess, but oh dude, this is. This is a this is a tough, tough loss, and it's one that neither of us have really experienced, and probably not a lot of people listening to this show have. And so, you know, your your insights about hugging and and being close to those that you're close to is a great reminder for anybody at any given time. You know, and it's especially prevalent during this COVID situation. We talked about that at the top of the show. Even if, even if she didn't have. COVID, you mentioned that she had concerns about going and potentially catching it. And that's another thing that we didn't even address at the top of the show is even if you're not feeling well, you know, why would you try and risk it when there might be people at that hospital that could give you something worse than what you've already got? And that that's a, that's another dynamic that I really don't want to have to play out in my head that I wouldn't want my spouse or my parents to be thinking about, you know. There, there are a lot of people with pre-existing conditions and vulnerable immune systems that they have to make what, in this case, literally turned out to be a life or death decision. And uh, none of us take that lightly. Absolutely not. And and I, I'm I'm grateful that you you have the the wisdom and the insight to be able to let people know to hug your loved ones like that. That's a great word. I'm I'm curious if there was something that you wanted people to remember Diana by. What would you want her legacy to be? Um, she was a good person. She was not only a believer in Christ, but she was also a very good person deep down. I mean, I know she had her faults, believe me. Believe me, I was married to her for 10 years. We had our arguments, we had our fights, and but you know, and we almost divorced in 2000 in 2013 because she went off her meds for 
two weeks and basically threatened to kill me. I mean, that's, you know, but we, but wow. I told her, I says, if it ever happened again and she was off her meds, I was done. I was gone. You know, I, I told her, I says, as I, I went to the, to the, to the, um, to the, uh, the site, the psych hospital where they, where they, where they had, where they had her on, where they had her in, um, in, um, where they, where they, where they were keeping watch over her. And I, and I sat her down and I said, honey, if this ever happens again, I'm gone because I will not stay with somebody who, who will threaten me like that again. And thankfully it never did. It, it never happened again. She was, you know, there were days when she missed her meds, but it wasn't as, but it wasn't as bad as it got back then. And this was in, and back then it was 2013. It was, it was, uh, um, the fall of 2013 around there, either summer or fall. I'd have to look it up because I know there's a conversation with one of my other friends from one of the Christian, uh, uh, music sites that I that uh, the music um, the Christian hard music um, message boards that I used to frequent but uh, you know I just I up and told her I says I, I I will not stay with you if you if if you do if you do this again I will I will divorce you and thank God it didn't it never did happen again but now, I'm just, she was my baby. She was my life. And part of me is gone. And I just, there are times over this past week that I've just thought of saying, screw this world and just, just leaving it all behind and going to join her because I can't handle it. But I know I have to stay here because I have my step my stepchildren to care to to think about. You know, I've I've got them. They need me. My my stepsons, Tony and and uh Ben, Anthony and Ben. Anthony and Benjamin have, you know, only have me now. They don't they don't have her anymore. Yeah. And my 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 um, stepdaughter Virginia doesn't have her anymore. I mean, it's not the this loss her losing losing Diana isn't going to hit her as hard as it would any of us. It, you know, she'll feel it, but it but it won't be as bad for her because she's had some she had some medic some. Uh, metal uh some metal um um some um metal uh disabilities when she when she was born that uh prevented her from from ever growing mental she had the mental capacity of and and the mental faculties of uh of a very of a very young child I mean, I'm talking like five, maybe 
maybe five to six or maybe seven. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it, it's not going to hit her as as hard as hard as as it is us. It, it's going to hit her hard, but it won't hit her. But it, but she won't. She won't. It it's it's not you know, it's not going to hit her as hard as it did me or the rest of the family here or in Colorado. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, she's, she was my baby and I, and I love her dearly. And I, and I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm here beside myself and I'm just, you know, trying to make it through day by day, but it isn't, it, this is a pain I do not wish on any of you. Trust me. And when, if you guys ever get married, please believe me, hold your spouses close and do not ever let them go. You treat them like gold because you never know when when death will take him well dude if if there's if there's one thing that i take away it's that love endures you guys' love endured the hardships of like what happened in 2013 um you and I have spoken privately about how the both of you have endured different medical conditions over the years, and um, and and now that love is enduring in in the embodiment of the people that that she is leaving an impact on. You know, she she obviously left an impact on you. She's got Tony and Ben, um, other relatives in Colorado. You mentioned like I feel like her love is enduring in you and in her boys and in the lives of the people that she touched. And thanks to your involvement in this podcast, her legacy now has another opportunity to live on in the people that listen to this show. You know, I I know it's a small consolation. I know that it's not going to, to bring any peace to the situation, but our hearts do grieve with you, man. And, you know, uh, Matt and Steven who are still listening live with us out there on the West coast with you have offered their condolences in the chat. And I know that there'll be people who listen to this episode after the fact that are going to be offering their condolences. Um, the IPC family and the channel 1138 family is with you during this time, dude. I hope you know that and that it brings small solace during this, this time of mourning. Thank you guys. It's, it's, um, I, you know, I have, I have the best friends in the world right now. I mean, as far as you guys, I mean, if, if it wasn't for me stumbling on channel 1138, I don't know how, how long it's been since we've, since you guys have been a part of it or whatever. But you know, I, I, I as far as it's sixth huh? birthday, I think yeah. isn't your year six, Ben? Probably. I think yeah. we had five years last year, so it'll be six in May. 
you know so um if if it wasn't for my love of all things geek in terms of you know geek in terms of um sci-fi fantasy horror all that whole ball of wax rolled into one i, w- I would have never met you guys and you know there you know there were times that uh, uh that i told her about the show and but she never really used to listen i wish she would have because i think she would have gotten a lot more out of it with me because i mean i i loved watching movies with her um i'm a big i'm a huge disney fan and so was so was she in terms of pixar and anything really disney especially the animated stuff she was she was a huge beauty and the beast fan she was a she loved coco she loved oh my god um she loved she loved all of that and you know she didn't she didn't share my love of all things geek at times i mean you know there was some stuff that she liked i mean my god i, I took her to see I I actually took her to see the to see all three Hobbit movies oh, in wow. a in a marathon. Oh wow, that's that's, that's an all three Hobbit movies in a marathon. It was insane, and I mean she was, you know, there was a whole there was a whole introduction by by. Um, Peter Jackson during this during this whole marathon and by the time we were done I, I was like holy crap can you believe we did that and she's like no <laughs> I mean she she loved she loved you know she loved the parts of the Hobbit where uh, where the trolls were uh, in in the Hobbit and an unexpected journey where the trolls were um, gonna basically roast. Uh, they were gonna cook the hobbits and eat them, and then Gan- and then they had to put their heads together to get out of it. And then Gandalf shows up on the scene and, and basically turns turns the trolls and the trolls into stone. And, I remember that. It's very, oh, yeah. it's very very accurate to the book. Like, oh God, yeah, yep. The description that they give in the book is almost identical to what they've got in the movie. Nice. And uh, she also she also loved the um, the the barrels the the barrel the barrels out of bound out of bond um, the the barrel riding the barrel riding scene down the river down the river and is it Anduin the river Anduin I think so that they, that they go through from Probably, yeah from uh, from Mirkwood from Thranduil wasn't it. From front from yeah, from Thranduil's From his um, Yeah. Um Oh god, I, I can't think of where he where his kingdom was, but or where his uh his particular I, kingdom was, but I think you're right. I think it is in the movie. I mean I mean she 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 loved seeing you know, she loved seeing that and and you know, hearing hearing them Hearing the Hobbit, you know, hearing everybody sing during, during, um, 
the Hobbit was was an amazing experience. I mean, you know, and then hearing hearing the three songs that they put together at the very end of of each of the films was was insane. As I mean, was really moving as well. I mean, that was that was some. You know, she, she loved she loved how they made Smog. Oh my God, holy crap! She was like, damn. She 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 freaked. Was she was like, "Holy crap! I cannot believe they actually happened." You know, they actually did what they did as far as trying to make him and stuff. You know, it was you know. So she she did have her love of a little bit of things geek, but you know, not as not as much as me. But I mean, she did share some of my some of my uh, my movie and my my movie and music my the love of movies and my love of music. She loved, she loved some of the stuff that I used to listen to as far as the Christian rock and metal that I used to listen to, that I, that I would listen to. Um, she loved theocracy. She loved, um, she loved a, a few of the groups that I was into. She wasn't too keen on Saver Machine though. That's one thing that she, she wasn't really, uh, you know, she wasn't really, uh, you know, that's that's one of the bands that she really didn't get into. But like I said, I mean, it was, you know, she, uh, I mean, well, there was, huh? I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. I was I was curious. Um, we asked you to, to pick a song for what we're going to use as our as our outro music, and you selected uh, the space between us. What can you tell us about that song and its connection to Diana? Um, basically, um, well, like I said, Eric Clayton has a new has a new. This is the first single out of his new solo album called uh, Eric Clayton and the Nine. It's called, the band is called Eric Clayton and the Nine. And the and the um, album is called A Thousand Scars. And he's basically going through his life and um, more or less putting his thoughts to you know, his thoughts and his emotions to music, to the music that he, that he used to, that he's done over the years. And I mean, his lyrics have really, really gotten me through some hard times over the past. I, I've been a fan of his since 19 of him as a solo artist and him as a, the lead, as the lead vocalist of Saver Machine for 25 years, over 25 years now. I, 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 um, I, uh, was, you know, I, when I first met him in, in 2001 at Cornerstone Festival in Bushnell, Illinois, I basically told him that, that his music basically saved me from doing some really what could have turned out to be some really you know it 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 basically kept me kept me sane and kept me uh kept me going you know he's 
He's a very, very powerful lyricist. Um, let me let me read you what his what he's what he actually said about the song here. Let me see if I can actually find it. I know it's here. I just gotta find it. Um, um, let's see. Just gonna... Well, George, I think. I think this description that you're about to provide us is better than any fortune cookie could ever be. So um, rather than doing a Clone Wars fortune cookie tonight, we'll, we'll give this description that you're about to provide us. And uh, Ben has the music lined up, actually, ready to go. Okay. Yeah, let me, let me see if I can get... We will get that. We will get, get this from this you. And... That that will essentially be how we close out this evening, ladies and gents. Go find us on social media at IPC Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram uh, to keep up with everything that goes on and be on the lookout for our next episode. Um, George, like I said, our our thoughts and our prayers are with you, my man, in this time, and we'll we'll leave this to you to close out this evening's program, dude. This is from Eric, and uh, he's with. Um... When he wrote this, he put up that he was with his with his with our mutual friends uh, Adam Peterson and six others: Jason, Jerome Geertz, Devin Graves, Ludo Ludo Conan, Twan Twan Baker, Baz Anderson, and uh, Rob Doctor. And he said, "Well, my friends, it's been precisely 19 years since I released an original piece of music." This is a quote-unquote single edit of the opening track from A Thousand Scars. This lovely epic piece of music was written by my brother Jeff Clayton and was originally being developed for for SM, for Savior Machine. It was never planned to be a single, but it seems more appropriate than ever right now. Stay safe, be connected, and God bless you all. Stay safe, be connected, and God bless you all indeed. We'll see you all next week on IPC. Until then, Diana, this one's for you. In the space between us Is the sign of life There to free us Of the places that leave us Crawling on the night Into space, redeem us. See us in the dark and reveal to us the stranger's name before we tear ourselves apart. In the space. It speaks to us, it reaches for us, dancing in the night. Dancing in the night.
Forever. 